Welcome to your sanity safe space with your favorite YouTube podcast duo. Skag 3, whoever he is. Get your clothes, fascist ass out of here! Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. You are a terrific team on all counts. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement, this is, is the Matt and Blonde Show. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true and international over depression. <laughs> Hey, why the fuck is the gas so hot, bitch? Out here in the fields, I fought for my meals. Congresswoman Liz Cheney has lost her Republican Party primary contest to Harriet Hageman, who won in a landslide by nearly 40 points. The path to that same victory would have been very easy, but that path would have required that I accept, that I uh, embrace, that I perpetuate the big lie. I don't Serious? You and your team were fond of an editorial recently that likened you to Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Is that how you see it? You're stronger in political death? Well, I don't see it as death. I am absolutely going to continue this battle, and it's one that we must win. I doubt it. You are fake news. Shut up, bitch! Very fake news. You sound like a hysterical, bleeping, snowflake, lesbo bleep. I agree with that. I will eat your ass! I'll do it. All right, America, go to the YouTube right now. Big ups to Rebecca for keeping that woke. Congratulations to both of you. You're awesome. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask just about anyone about that. People often do. I'm told this is the Matt and Blonde Show. My name is Matt Christians, and I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Nearly a second consecutive false start. YouTube was just hanging and hanging and hanging. So I hope you'll excuse our one minute late start time. I just can't. People are super pissed. They're never going to watch it. I can't get it together. Uh, but we'll try to put a show together nonetheless. It is official. Abraham Obi-Wan Cheney, otherwise known as Liz, officially ousted from Congress, or at least for the time being. And of course, she still has uh, plenty of time to finish her January 6th committee show before her formal departure for now in January. But she did get crushed even worse than expected in Wyoming, even with what looks like thousands of Democrat assistance votes. We'll break down some of the numbers because it really is interesting. Plus, of course, Liz Cheney's hilarious reaction the next morning in which she alludes to some of her future political prospects. And uh, and yes, likens herself to Star Wars characters, potentially. Awesome. Uh, Brian Stelter. Congratulations to Brian Stelter. Undoubtedly his most watched CNN segment ever today, which was him announcing the Not end for the right reasons, yeah. of his show. It's the first time I've tuned in in quite some time. Really ever. Uh, but Reliable Sources is canceled. Brian Stelter is out at CNN and he delivers a, uh, a final message to pass the torch to you to ensure that you hold media accountable like he has done for these nine long, honorable years. We're so grateful to him for his integrity as a journalist. I'm sure he'll be back. Many job offers lingering. 
for Brian Stelter. There are several updates in the Mar-a-Lago raid story. We may get something of a redacted affidavit unsealed as soon as Thursday. I don't have my hopes up for that, but it's possible. Meanwhile, though, it turns out that uh, the FBI guys heading up this raid and investigation, or at least some of them, a lot of them are some of the same guys who handled the Trump-Russia investigation back in 2016 and 2017. But uh, I'm reliably informed they have learned the errors of their ways since. They have come around. They're much uh, much more principled, much much uh, you know, just much more trustworthy cops. Mm. We'll take a look at that report. And the author of it, who's now banned on Twitter. Yep. The CDC uh, pledges to do better by doing worse. Alec Baldwin has some thoughts on uh, the Rust shooting uh, investigation as that comes to a close. We have hoax hate. I have uh, an amazing face melter of a uh, piece of surprise cringe for you. Oh. And tonight's movie review is Clue. So stick around. We will uh, catch up with your super chats in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show for as little as a buck a month over on the website. That is mattchristensenmedia.com. We have show merchandise for sale on the site. Plus, we have offers from friendly listener owned businesses as well. This week's feature business is our friends at Hero Soap Company. Do you love freedom? Do you love being clean? Then you'll love Hero Soap Company, made in the USA, chemical and fragrance free. A portion of each purchase donated to veteran and first responder charities. Initial subscription purchase is matched bar for bar and sent overseas to deploy troops. Let freedom clean. Hero Soap Company. That's right. When you try Hero Soap Company, not only are you getting a great smelling all natural product, not only are you supporting military service members at home and abroad, not only do bald eagles circle you in admiration (laughs) of your patriotism, but when you subscribe, Hero will send their soap straight to your door each month so you never have to remember soap at the store again. And if you're not a bar soap person, no problem. Hero also offers their soaps in a liquid form as well. Hero Soap offers listeners of this show 10% off all their products using promo code MCLISTENER. That's promo code MCLISTENER for 10% off everything from Hero Soap Company. Find everything you need from Hero Soap, plus other great deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Western Razor Company, Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense Technologies, and more. That's at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Deals by listeners for listeners. For listeners. Great. Just when I talk about the technical issues, there goes the uh, connection Christmas tree lights again. So hopefully no. they'll hang on. Thank you to our uh, lovely servers at Restream, which are tested before the show goes live and always seem to work when they don't need to, but sometimes malfunction when they are most needed. We'll see if we can hang on. Hopefully no technical problems. And while we try to hang on to our connection, my oh my, do I have a treat for you. A great reveal of one of the characters in the audience. But I'm not going to say known that I correctly guessed who it was, but I without any additional information. I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to reveal the identity of this person. So I will just say sure are not. I'm not going to single him out. I will just say that I was provided a photo of the main meetup, which I'm told was organized by Phil. Yes, that Phil from the chat and I am also reliably informed that Phil is pictured somewhere in this photo. Again, I know 
who the real Phil is. I know who the real Phil is. Everyone at the table knows who the real Phil is, but I'm not at liberty to disclose to you. Uh, place your bets now. Make your guesses. And if you would like to learn who the real Phil is, well, that's what listener meetups are for. You can head on over to the community page of the website, get all the information to find listeners of the show and potential new friends in your area. You never know when Phil might turn up and then you could meet the real living legend. So, uh, <laughs> I actually don't even know where in Maine this was. Uh, I know later in the show, Portland, the, the hoax hate is in Portland. I'm told there was some kind of Quran burning related to a mosque in Portland, Maine. So I don't know if you guys had an after party after the dinner. Good for you. But, Phil. Uh, I don't know. You, you, you guys can tell me privately if you're related to tonight's hoax hate. Uh, glad you guys had a good dinner by the looks of it. And, uh, Thank you for sharing the photo. Well, there was uh, quite the scene in uh, Los Angeles, some sort of flash mob mass looting of a 7-Eleven. What do we know about this? Yeah, yeah. When when I heard L.A. flash mob, I thought it was going to be like a bunch of people in masks dancing to the soundtrack of Glee. But it's really <laughs> just a bunch of black people looting a 7-Eleven. I, so. I was going <laughs> to say... Very diverse crowd, it does appear. I, Is that yeah. what we're calling diversity? Because I'm pretty sure 100% of them are black. Well, diversity means not white. Except for the Sikh who probably own the 7-Eleven, <laughs> but I don't know because they, they okay. scrammed as soon as they saw this mob of black people breaking in there. Um, so this is released by the L.A. police sh showing dozens of people uh, not even bothering to hide their faces, swarming a 7-Eleven, jumping over the counter they got their their cigarettes. What do black people smoke? What's the is it Newports? Some. <laughs> what is what is what is? <laughs> they got their Newports. They got their purple drink. They stole all the stuff from the Seven Eleven. Not a watermelon left in the store. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that is so racist. Oh, How can you sleep at right. night, man? Um, Just get the, them all out. All right. But the guy at the 7-Eleven who owned the 7-Eleven saw this and was like, I'm out of here. So there's no in, in the video. You don't even see the owner of the 7-Eleven. And none of these people are going to get in trouble. So what they did to make this flash mob happen, um, they took over the entire street and they blocked off the street with their cars around the 7-Eleven. Oh, this was like then, the San Francisco ops then where they would yes, form an yeah. actual blockade. Yes. I didn't know this was that organized. Pit where the 7-Eleven was. And then they just went in there and. Uh, I'm not joking about the cigarettes, though. It, it, they took all the cigarettes. A pit yeah. meaning what? That um, that they, nobody could get in or out. Oh, okay. They, like descended on the 7-Eleven in the center. And I know that cigarettes thing uh, sounds racist, but that is mentioned in this article that they took all the cigarettes. Oh, that's that's factual, factually accurate reporting, you say? Oh, yeah, totally. The purple drink okay. thing was just my commentary. But, but the cigarettes well, thing, that's totally true. I may have uh, added a little bit of a... Uh an extra soundtrack to the available footage of this event. Oh, there's a white chick. There's the one. Okay. Uh, I, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I, it was like 30% Mexican. Uh, okay. Thank you. Uh, I did read that the um, no arrests, no arrests so far, but apparently investigators did obtain some fingerprints from the scene. They're not 
not going to um, do fuck all about this. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on it. Before we get into the next story, my connection is still lighting up all over. Can you consult oh, no. with the chat and see if uh, the signal is acceptable or if I should try refreshing? If people say it's fine, we'll just carry on. But I want to. Uh, people are not mad. Okay, well, let's carry on and see if it hangs on. Although I'm getting a lot of dropped frames, so let's. Uh, I'll keep an eye on it. But if you guys, uh, if it drops, oh man, there it goes again. They said it's a little laggy, but it's pretty. It's fine. Okay, well, we're. Get, I mean, it's, we're getting a ton of dropped frames. That kind of makes me. Uh, that kind of makes me nervous. So I'm going to try refreshing the stream as quickly as I possibly can, so that it doesn't separate into two different streams. That's going to require quickness on my end. So stand by. If hang out with you, live you can't find the stream again, head to my channel and a new one will start. OK, if we have some kind of emergency where I actually have to start the whole thing over again, we'll figure it out. But uh, I'm going to see if we can get this fixed. And like I said, I apologize. I tested all of this a half hour ago and it he ran fine. Does. So I'm, you know, I'm rather annoyed by that. But I'm going to stop the stream and see if I can do this quick enough. The race is on so that we don't get two separate streams. Stand by. Okay, we're starting back up live here. So hopefully it just returns right back to where it was. Be honest, live chat. Now, don't you go lying to me. And we want to make sure that uh, we're up and live and good to go. Let me check. Before we carry on. This connection looks fine. I, I switched up the server. Okay, so we got one stream on YouTube that is 13 minutes long. God damn it. I didn't do it fast enough. Are we? Damn it. Damn it, damn it, damn it. Are we live right now? Uh, Somewhere, yeah. It probably went to a, uh, well, we're live everywhere, actually. It probably went to a new YouTube stream. Which I did okay. not intend, but that's how it goes. Yep, new YouTube stream. God damn it. Okay. Where well, my face is giant. <laughs> oh. Well, we're gonna have to roll with that. I guess I wasn't fast enough. But famous we'll let, last words. You <laughs> we'll, just couldn't complete in time. Yeah. We'll see if people uh, are able to make their way in. I wish uh I wish it didn't break into two because I hate that from a viewer perspective. Then you have okay. two different streams that you have to watch. And that's annoying. But uh, I guess I'll learn my lesson and test it better 30 minutes before the show next time. I don't know what you could have done to prevent this. Uh, okay. Let's see. Well, I, I wanted to pause there because I'm really excited about this story, or at least the comedy <laughs> factor in this story is very high. Uh, recall back a year and a half ago, there was a uh, community activist in Baltimore who proposed a novel solution for the city's murder problem. Why don't we just pay the murderers not to murder? Because after all, did it work money? Well, they never implemented it as far as I understand, although it did. It was actually attempted in <laughs> Richmond, California uh, in years prior. Anyway, uh, money is what these killers want. And so why not just pay them? That was the idea of this activist named Tyree Moorhead. He is an ex-gang member who himself did 18 years in prison. I've also seen reporting that he did 11, so I'm not sure what's correct. But he did a long time in prison for attempted murder for shooting many people. Tyree? Why does that sound familiar? Is that the fat kid that fell out of the... Um... It was spelled differently, but he was also a Tyree. Oh, okay. Sorry. Proceed. Not uh, important. <laughs> 
here he uh, here was uh, Mr. Moorhead in February 2021 explaining how his spray painted nose. Oh, yeah, I forgot. It's not just that he wants to pay the murderers not to murder. He also has been spray painting hundreds of no shoot zones across the city of Baltimore. <laughs> someone was shot here. Please have some respect. They're all sites where someone actually got shot. He's not picking places at random. Please have some respect. Someone was shot here. Don't do that again. Here's him explaining. This is a year and a half ago, February 2021, how perhaps we ought to just pay the murderers not to murder. If you don't know his name, drive through the city, you'll see his mark. No shoot zone, sidewalk, street side, sacred space. We're after murder, no more killing here. Guys, what he believes is a breakthrough. I can relate to the shooters. Guess what they want? They want money. His idea, pay killers to stop killing. Okay. Well, they haven't tried it yet, but that that's Mr. Uh, that's Mr. Moorhead. You will be shocked to learn that despite painting these no-shoot zones around the city, and despite his attempts to fleece taxpayers to pay killers, or would-be killers, Tyree Moorhead was himself shot the morning of August 3rd. He was hospitalized, but he did survive and is in stable condition. Stable enough to leave the hospital, as we'll see momentarily. Uh, He was hospitalized early in the month. When he learned that police were searching his home after the shooting, he actually left his hospital bed and walked down the street to intervene. An anti-violence advocate who created no shoot zones in Baltimore City becomes another gunshot victim. Bullet went through uh, my jaw, my neck, and one is still in my back. I don't know who it was. Like I said, I saw bullets flying out of the sky. Moorhead making his way back home on North Luzerne Avenue and waiting for medical aid. Wednesday evening, police surrounded Moorhead's house, going in through his second floor window. They were doing a follow-up investigation on the shooting. Moorhead hearing about it and left the hospital still bleeding. If I die, there's 262 no-shoot zones there to protect the women and children. In 2019, the former gang member was stabbed. Put pressure on it. He admits to shooting about 20 people when he was younger, serving 11 years in jail for attempted murder. I shot someone with a gun. Going on to become an outspoken proponent of peace. But neighbors describe a man who is aggressive and antagonizing, sharing this video of him threatening someone with an axe. Moorhead said... He's not a threat. I'm the last thing they worry about. Most of that stuff is staged for Facebook. And this is actually what usually happens when you're an activist trying to save your people. Yeah. When you're when you're an activist, you, you know, you might shoot a couple dozen guys. You might sharpen your axe out on the sidewalk and threaten people. You might get shot yourself. You know how it goes. Oh, my God. Uh, if I understand this sequence of events correctly, he was shot circumstances of that shooting still unknown but he was shot police then searched his apartment afterward because he might have had something criminal to do with that shooting but uh despite his constant criminal past and his uh ongoing uh, hostilities with neighbors he says it's all just a big misunderstanding and he actually left the hospital to go try to intervene with this unjust search of his apartment uh one thing is for sure if we just give this guy more of our tax money he will surely clean up his act uh, latest news I see on the story says no motive identified in the shooting, no shooter identified either, no arrests made, including Tyree Moorhead himself. Uh, but this week, uh, this news is now two weeks old. I just I saw it uh, thanks to a Baltimore area listener. And I had to come back to the story because uh, the saga of this man is, as always, entertaining. <laughs> Good Lord. 
Well, uh, don't be dismayed at the state of our country, though. After all, the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act is now law, meaning you can count on hundreds of billions of dollars more in wasteful spending to somehow stop what wasteful spending caused in the first place. Biden signed the bill on Tuesday, looking, as always, sharp, mentally present, and of course, uh, conscious of Corona safety after his 18 day long infection only a week or two ago. Uh, Now, watch as he removes his mask, coughs in his hand, as he frequently does, uses that hand to shake everybody else's hand, all while looking around confused like the edibles just kicked in. He then um, defers to Chuck Schumer and his handlers to help him shuffle away from the scene. Of course, uh, that is uh, competence and leadership right there. Of course, uh, one of the big selling points of the bill is it will offer you tax incentives to buy an electric vehicle. You'll never have to worry about uh, gas prices again once you enjoy the Inflation Reduction Act's up to $7,500 credit for purchasing an electric car. Only trouble is because of inflation, the cost of an electric car has gone up. In some cases, by roughly the same amount. So this week, uh, both Ford and GM unveiled prices of their, at least some models of their new electric cars, citing, quote, significant material cost increases and other factors. Ford's electric cars now cost between $6,000 and $8,500 more this year than the last model year. GM increased the price of its electric Hummer by over $6,000 last month. Now, in fairness, uh, car prices have been increasing all year, electric or gas-powered, uh, because uh, of material costs and logistics. Though, uh, you know, clearly once manufacturers hear uh, all about the Inflation Reduction Act, surely that uh, that new electric <laughs> car that they don't have parts for and isn't even on the lot anyway will suddenly become very affordable and uh, and available to you. So just hang on. The inflation reduction is coming. You'll see it. CNN wants to congratulate you on your raise in the meantime. Uh, (laughs) you might be able to stick with uh with a gasoline car for a little longer that's how great this raise is gas prices have dropped so significantly since their all-time high in june that really when you think about it it's just like getting a hundred dollar raise now says this is that how you feel well uh, relative to the worst ever (laughs) things aren't that bad (laughs) yeah really next time you stop at a gas station uh You know, you you can uh, be thankful for that. CNN writes uh, the steady or this analysis rather in CNN, the steady drop in gas prices over the last few uh, months has turned into an unexpected form of economic stimulus coming at a time when the Federal Reserve is trying to cool the economy and battle rising prices and higher interest rates. It is a hundred. Think of it as a hundred dollar a month tax cut or maybe a hundred dollar a month raise. Uh, Wow. This is. um, they do this with the this sort of analysis with the inflation rate and all sorts of economic numbers all the time. Hey, relative to the worst ever, things are getting pretty good. Remember last week they called it breathing room because inflation oh. came down fraction of a percent from its uh, from its high the month prior. 
You see that Babylon Bee that's like obese man uh, is reassured by doctors saying that there's been a 0% increase in his weight over the yeah. last month. So I think uh, that's uh, Biden 2024. If he runs, they need to make a, a bumper sticker that says something like uh, just slightly better than the worst ever. But also, please forget <laughs> that we set the record for the worst ever. Yeah. Uh, you can analyze this math the other way, though, too. And I, I played with the numbers just to see. So the national average gas price this week was three ninety two. It's down from five dollar high in, in June. They're saying that's the equivalent of a hundred dollar tax cut or a hundred dollar raise in your in your pay. Now, recall, of course, that the national average gas price was two thirty eight when Biden took office. So if my math is correct, we actually are still at about one hundred and forty two dollar a month tax increase the way these numbers all relate to each other um, or or pay cut relative to when Biden started at its height. When gas was about five bucks a gallon national average. By CNN's math, that would equate to about a two hundred and forty two dollar a month tax increase or pay cut. So. Yeah, it's it funny more than that, though. Well, I guess we're not including costs of other goods and services. Yeah. So, you know, well, it is funny how when you look to the to the worst possible numbers, things don't look so bad. And when they passed this bill or the weekend before they passed this bill a few weeks ago, when Joe Manchin suddenly changed his mind and we were trying to figure out what kind of pictures of Joe Manchin touching kids does Chuck Schumer have? <laughs> that might not have been the most absurd answer. It, you look to any corner of the internet and they'll say Bill Gates did it, no matter what the issue is. In this case, Bill Gates actually Bill Gates did, did it. do it. <laughs> I know. Huh. So what bothers me the most about this story is that Bill Gates just came out. He, all of the stuff that I'm about to tell you, he just told Bloomberg in an interview. He just came out and told them, like, I want to go back to a time where all of these people are hiding their nefarious intent. It's just making me furious that they're doing it out in the open. That means that they don't believe there's going to be any kind, social or legal or any other kind of repercussion for them. That's infuriating. So this uh, this Bloomberg report came out this week that details how Bill Gates lobbied Joe Manchin to support this Inflation Reduction Act. We guys remember, we just talked about it a few weeks ago. We were like, what could they possibly have on Manchin? Like, like what video of them, of him, you know, diddling a kid do they have? It turns out that Bill Gates just put a lot of financial pressure or incentive on Manchin. Yeah. Um. So he said, Bill Gates said that he has been quietly lobbying Manchin and other senators for the past three years hmm. before Biden took office to try to further any funding for clean energy, which really isn't what this bill was about. Um. Well, maybe. The majority of this bill, do you think that it was about climate change? Oh, there's a ton of uh, yeah, it's dumping a ton of money into all sorts of green energy products, uh, projects. And well, I mean, also how much like half of the bill is, is something like that. It's hundreds issue. of yeah. billions of dollars. Yeah. Ugh. And he says, quote, my dialogue with Joe has been going on for quite a while, adding that he hosted a dinner in D.C. in 2019 that was attended by almost everyone hmm. on the Energy Committee. The topic of discussion at the dinner was the role of innovation in climate. Additionally, he met with Manchin on July 7th at um the Sun Valley Media Pedophile Conference in in uh, Idaho. And he said, we had to talk about what was missing, what needed to be done. And then after that, it was a lot of phone calls. You know, people say Joe likes coal or something like that. That's really not fair. Joe wanted a climate bill. So it really was Bill Gates just putting pressure on him. And I'm sure paying him under the table for whatever pet projects he's, yeah, he's looking into right now. I'm not interested in Bill Gates and his lobbying over the last three years. Something happened over the course of the last three months or inside months. of that. Yeah. What was the, uh, 
what was the final selling point for Joe Manchin, Mr. Gates? Yep. We uh, we don't know, but it, it, as I mentioned, it doesn't if, seem like it was blackmail, though. Well, <laughs> whatever it was, Bill Gates did it, and I just love that. In any other context, if you say Bill Gates did it, that's a conspiracy theory. Except for when Bill Gates actually says, "No, no, I did it. That was me." Yep. In this case, there he is. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little uh, Obi Wan Cheney. Uh, by now, I'm sure you've all heard, but uh, a lot of interesting points to discuss in this story. Uh, as expected, Congresswoman Liz Cheney, who, of course, represents Wyoming's at-large congressional district, was easily ousted in the state's Republican primary on Tuesday. Before we get to the details, I took great joy uh, this week in reviving the old Sarah McLachlan bit from the 2019 Democratic uh, <laughs> presidential primaries. So now that she's done in Congress, at least for now, we should remember Liz Cheney. The Trump political team is actively looking to coalesce around a primary challenger to you. What is your message? Bring it on. You lost by approximately 37 points, a greater margin than even polls had predicted. How do you feel about that now? Abraham Lincoln was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Now, of course, uh, that was Cheney comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln in her concession speech there on Tuesday night. That was uh, the highly produced TV version on, on CNN. If you see some video from some people who were actually there on the scene, it was not nearly as pretty as it may have looked uh, on TV. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated. The great and original huh. champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated. Uh, apparently a lot of rain in Wyoming this week. Not as rainy here. It's not too far away. But <laughs> as you uh, as you heard, the, the race was not at all uh, close. Challenger Harriet Hageman. A Trump-endorsed attorney from Cheyenne earned 66% of the vote to Cheney's 29%, uh, a difference of 37 percentage points. And actually, the results are far more brutal for Cheney because other voting data suggests that Cheney actually got thousands of votes from Democrats trying to help her cause. So earlier in the month, uh, through, uh, through her website and apparently through some emails or other communications, Cheney explicitly asked Democrats and independents to switch their party registration uh, to vote in the Republican primary on her behalf. And uh, it appears something close to maybe 10,000 Democrats in Wyoming could have done that. Turnout in the 2018 Wyoming Democrat House primary, that was just under 17,000 because A, nobody lives in Wyoming and B, <laughs> Yeah. Especially no Democrats live in Wyoming. So it was just 17,000 the last time there was a midterm Democrat primary in the state. This time, under 8,000 statewide. Really? Voting in the Wyoming Democrat primary for Congress. And it's hard to say, oh, the candidate was worse and people just don't care. If I'm correct, it was the same Democrat candidate who who ran both times. Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this candidate. Maybe that candidate has suddenly become hated, but... Same candidate, half the turnout. Also notable, the only two counties that Cheney won, Teton and Albany counties, are the only two Wyoming counties that went for Biden in 2020. So 
all the Democrats who live there appear to have voted for Liz Cheney. According to the Wyoming uh, Secretary of State's office, Democrat voter registration has dropped 20 percent statewide since January 1st, while Republican registration has increased 10 percent. That change has accelerated since July 1st. Since then, Democrat voter registration has dropped 15 percent in just the last six weeks alone. So let's say very conservatively that Liz Cheney got only 5,000 Democrats and independents to switch party registration to vote for. Almost certainly it's higher than that. But if it's only that, that would mean that Harriet uh, Harriet Hageman actually got over 68% of the vote, not 66, and Cheney got under 28%, not 29. (laughs) In that scenario, again, it's almost certainly worse than that. But in that scenario, Cheney (laughs) lost by 42 points, not 37. Close shave there, close shave. Let's say, I think closer to accurate, Liz Cheney got 10,000 Democrats and independents to switch party registration to vote for. In that scenario, Hageman actually got over 70% of the vote and Cheney got under 25. That would be a difference of 46%. So if you don't count the Democrats or the non-Republicans who came out to try to save Liz Cheney, she got crushed within her own party. Not even close. Um no matter what happened, she got completely smoked. So that's really uh, the the bottom line. But of course, she was immediately given the spotlight the morning after with an interview on the Today Show. No time for Hageman. Of course, the woman who actually won, we don't care. <laughs> Instead, we got to twist and hype yeah, the scraps yeah. of what's left of Liz Cheney's career. And, um, and, and, and this is just this interview is just delusional on the part of both Savannah Guthrie, the interviewer and Liz Cheney being interviewed. Liz Cheney is saying, oh, it's all Wyoming voters who don't get it. And Savannah Guthrie is commenting on an op-ed written earlier in the week that that says Liz Cheney is just like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now that she's been struck down, she'll become all powerful. This was pure insanity. The path to that same victory would have been very easy. It was clear uh, how that path would go. But that path would have required that uh, I accept, that I uh, embrace, uh, that I perpetuate the big lie. Many Wyoming voters said that you had lost your way. You went Washington and you were focused too much on Trump and not the issues that they cared about. One poll showed 61 percent of likely Republican voters there said you weren't focused on Wyoming issues. Did you have the wrong focus? It became very clear after Donald Trump attacked uh, the Capitol, sent a mob to attack the Capitol, refused to accept the results of the election, that this was a threat that we've never faced before. And as a nation, you don't get the opportunity to debate and discuss any other issue if you simply turn your head away from that kind of a fundamental threat are you thinking about running for president that is something that i uh, i'm thinking about and i'll make a decision uh, in the coming months you and your team were fond of an editorial recently that likened you to obi-wan kenobi in star wars who said to darth vader if you strike me down now i will be stronger in death is that yeah. how you see it you're stronger in political death this morning well i don't i don't see it as death this morning i am uh, absolutely going to continue this battle I Good Lord, that's so egomaniacal. And then she's just projecting, uh, you know, saying that this is all Trump's fault. She didn't admit that she did anything wrong in that entire segment. She might be a little bit out of touch for justified reasons with uh, her constituents in Wyoming. And just imagine being a Cheney and saying that other people are Darth Vader. Your dad is more Vader than the actual (laughs) Vader. Okay. These delusional points. Oh, I could have won easily. I could have won easily, but they made me embrace the big lie and I won't do that. Okay. There are lots and lots and lots of Republican candidates in office and who will be elected this time 
probably most who fully accept the 2020 election results. In fact, people who so much as question even isolated parts of the 2020 election are, I don't have numbers in front of me, but I would say less common than people who say, yeah, uh, we lost that one. Got to do better next time. There was, she could have, (laughs) there was no requirement that she had to say that the election last time around was fraudulent. The only requirement was, I don't know, maybe represent Wyoming voter interests. Maybe don't waste a bunch of time being a puppet for Democrats. And you want to talk about the big lie you're pushing. I don't know how big the lie is in scale, but you're pushing a lie and saying that the president sent a mob to the Capitol to attack that there is no conclusive proof. In fact, all the evidence is on the, on the other side of that go in peace. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they set out to prove this through their whole committee and they haven't done that yet. She has a myopic uh, focus on this January 6th thing. Well, it's, it's really wrapped up in her identity yeah. as a politician. She can't let it go. Well, clearly. And that's what she's going to do with her next steps. And she says, we can't work on any other issue until January 6th is resolved. Well, yeah, we can. Uh, Wyoming voters are are proving that to you because they're going to send somebody else to D.C. to work on non-January 6th issues before January 6th is resolved. So watch it happen in your absence. Yeah. But but it's just so detached and arrogant for her to sit on national TV and lecture Wyoming voters about what they're allowed to care about or what they uh, what is a possible priority for them. They tell you what the priority issues are. You don't tell them. But yep. here she is. You can't you can't possibly talk about that until this is done. Well, that's why you're not in Congress anymore. Uh, a threat we've never faced before. We did have a straight up civil war. Uh, maybe we will reach threats akin to that. If people like her keep carrying on, it seems like they're intent on it. And, um, and as far as the star Wars non death, what she's going to do next, she's starting an organization. She has a new political action committee called the great task, which is a reference to a line in the Gettysburg address, Lincoln's Gettys- uh, Gettysburg address. Of course, no word yet on if Cheney will follow her fellow Lincoln-inspired Never Trump friends at the Lincoln Project into pedophilia. Uh, a promising career of touching kids potentially awaits her there, too. Uh, as you mentioned on Wednesday, not a common female career. A real niche opportunity. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. Rare, <laughs> rare female pedophile that Liz Cheney could become. Uh, and and uh, Democrats, um, well... The, let me back up a little bit. Um, now, as far as her, her running for uh, or as far as her uh, her her political action committee here, uh, she says that she's going to target, quote unquote, election deniers to keep them out of Congress, whatever that means. In this in this interview, she says she wouldn't support anybody between Howley, Ted Cruz or DeSantis if they ran for president on the basis that they're. Is she saying that that term election deniers? What a strange euphemism. Yeah, well, if you don't, if you think there were problems with the 2020 election, you're an election denier, I guess. Um, Aren't you an election outcome denier? Nobody's de- denying that an election took place. <laughs> I guess, yeah. That's a, it, it's a weird title. Oh, he's an election denier. Uh, yeah, I, this seems laughable on its face that she's going to have any effect. Then again, if there is an expert in getting primaried out of office, it is Liz Cheney now. So perhaps she will apply her expertise. Now, as far as her hints at running for president, also laughable on its face uh, as far as the viability of the candidacy itself. But I do want to offer some points of caution. Of course, she, if she runs for president, she's not going to get Republican support. 
she's not going to get Democrat support unless and until she switches to Democrat. Right. Which I could actually see happening. And it would be hilarious to see Democrats come full circle. We will finally have arrived in clown world when they put on all of their finest wigs and noses and they come out with historic turnout in support of a Cheney. That will be an amazing day in Democrat Never going to happen. She's not serious about a presidential run. Well, what I think is a more realistic prospect for her is running as an independent. And I do take her at her word when she says stopping election deniers is my life's calling now. And if and I if, believe her <laughs> and if your purpose is not to get yourself elected and it's just to sabotage campaigns you don't like, you actually right. can be pretty effective at that. It, so if she ran, ran, uh, ran as an independent, um, of course, she, she couldn't win herself. But could she peel enough Republican and independent voters away from the Republican nominee in a few key states? That's mm-hmm. certainly a possibility. And again, if she's saying herself, my goal is simply to oust these people I don't like. Well, she can be a grenade uh, against whoever she deems a quote unquote election denier. She can do that. And that's why I'd be a little bit caught. Trust me, I want to see this. I would love to see her on a debate stage in a Republican primary challenge against Trump. It would be amazing. I would love that. Why? I don't want to see that. Well, the show would be fantastic. Oh, no, I don't have the the mental energy to want to witness that. Hmm. Is that all that she's going for? I suppose she just wants like an opportunity to publicly shit talk Trump. Yeah, it seems like sabotage is her angle. And in that respect, I, I I actually would prefer that she sit out as a candidate because I think she probably could do enough damage to keep Democrats in power. Potentially I'm not saying for know. sure, but I, I'm just saying it's enough of a risk that I actually don't want anything to do with it. She's so wildly unpopular and unlikable. Yeah, but there's enough, uh, you know, there's enough, you you just peel off like one to 5% of those people who consider themselves, themselves so principled that they ally with actual communists on the basis of supposed constitutional principles. That's why I love getting a a constitutional lecture from this lady. Oh, you can't, you can't hold office and be a a constitutional oath breaker. Really? Have you looked at any of the people (laughs) on your January 6th committee? Yeah. Tell me what their favorite parts of the Constitution are. Which portion of the Bill of Rights do they love the most? You can't you can't deny the Constitution and be here. OK. Uh, all right. You have anything else to say about Liz Cheney? No, this is a distraction. She's not serious about a presidential run. There's just no way. Um, she's just trying to reinforce this January 6th narrative. Well, now she's probably getting paid under the table for something. Now that she's officially ousted, maybe the January 6th show will get even spicier. She has nothing to hold back. There's nothing there. It'll be even more exciting. And uh, speaking of excitement, what was your favorite? uh, What was your favorite point in reliable sources history? What was your favorite episode? Uh, First, it was Cuomo. Then it was Zucker. Then uh, Jeffrey Lubin Tubin just the other week. We didn't even get, have yep, time to right. pay him his respects. And of course, CNN Plus, the streaming service, uh, gone as well. But Wink, the but, uh, but Tubin just did a very unceremonious tweet exit, didn't he? I don't know if he got a formal send off on CNN. Mm-hmm. I didn't see. Oh, I don't think like he did. Hmm. He came back just long enough to have to have an awkward reintroduction after jerking it on Zoom, and then he left. <laughs> Like and a few months left. later. Like, why wouldn't you just leave right yeah, after that? You, you should have just disappeared. Oh, by the way, buy my book. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. 
Well, uh, the bodies just keep stacking at CNN. Now add Mr. Potato Head himself, Humpty Dumpty Brian Stelter, out at, at uh, CNN as new management has decided to cancel his show, Reliable Sources, after a 30-year run. Of course, Stelter had only hosted the show for nine of those years. It was nine years seriously. Uh, that's what I that's what I read. It was the longest running show in the history of CNN. But just hours ago, it aired its final episode. There was no formal reason given from CNN, but of course, one would speculate ratings may have had something to do with it. CNN has been working through its merger with Warner Discovery, the same merger that claimed CNN Plus as a victim earlier in the year. Investor John Malone, a major financial stakeholder of the new company, has criticized CNN for becoming overly politicized. Perhaps Stelter is a part of that house cleaning. Don't worry, though, if you are a subscriber to the Reliable Sources newsletter, that will remain. So don't worry about that. Brian Stelter will not, though. Brian Stelter is officially leaving uh, not just the show, but the network as well. And so just like Liz Cheney, we must also remember Brian Stelter. This was me live on CNN with just two minutes notice talking with Wolf Blitzer about Trump's Twitter account being banned. Mr. Stelter is the biggest minister of misinformation I have ever heard. My suggestion is whatever CNN says, do the opposite and you'll be fine. Thank you for the feedback. (laughs) Do any of you feel like you try to correct friends or family now based on what you've learned? Really? That was uh, Brian Stelter giving a lesson in news literacy to junior high kids and encouraging them to correct their friends and family when they hear them utter misinformation. How to become the most unpopular kid in school or in your family, for that matter. Yeah, Brian Stelter has uh, contributed to a lot of kids getting their asses kicked, I think, after that. Including all the kids that just got caught watching him on their phones. (laughs) Uh, earlier today, Brian Stelter was afforded a final send-off on CNN, and with an astounding lack of self-awareness, he said it's up to all of us to hold the media accountable, just as he has proudly done on CNN all these years. You know, this is a really, really unusual day. TV networks rarely have a show like this, a show all about the media. And networks, even more rarely, cancel a show but still let it have one more live episode. I don't know if I've ever seen this happen before, okay? So here we are, together, in a super strange situation. So let's talk about it, okay? I am just that kid who loves television and loves the internet and thinks that these are incredibly powerful forces in our society and believes that we need to interrogate that power and face it head on and figure out how to make these tools work for us and not against us. That's what Reliable Sources have been about. It's documented and dissected the changing media world for 30 years. We are all members of the media now. That's probably the biggest change that's happened while this show was on the air. And by the way, that's why it's loony to say the media is the enemy of the people. The media is the people. People are flawed and opinionated and curious and hopeful and believing in accountability. And that's the watchword here, accountability. We must make sure we don't give platforms to those who are lying to our faces. But we also must make sure we are representing the full spectrum of debate and representing what's going on in this country and in this world. That's why I believe CNN will always be strong. But it's going to be on you. It's on all of us. We are all members of the media, all helping to make it better. That's what I believe. Oh, that was more of a jerk off (laughs) session than Tubin. That's saying something. Wow. 
So uh, gross. Uh, we're so all just the same. Self-aggrandizing. We're the media. It's all of us. It's you. <laughs> it's me. It's my mother. My sister. It's like the end of V for Vendetta. Yeah. My father. My mother. Well, as I mentioned, ironically, the most highly viewed segment in the history of Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter. Nobody has ever watched a, a segment of the show more than that one. I guarantee you that. And uh, Ew. this this commentary. We have to make the media work for us, not against us. Tell that to Nick Sandman. Tell that to Kyle Rittenhouse. Tell that to the entire Russia investigation. Jossie Smollett, Christine Blasey Ford, every other yep. hoax that CNN has promoted during his tenure. Yep. And that's just this nonsense. Oh, if you're if you're mad at if you're mad at us at CNN, well then you're really mad at you because you're also the media because you have a cell phone and you can record videos. That's true that we have a lot more on scene evidence these days than we used to. Try looking at it again. We had video evidence of the entire Sandman episode. Your network chose to ignore a bulk of that. We had video evidence. The entire Rittenhouse episode. They chose to ignore a bulk of that. Summer of Love. They didn't air any of that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's we're all just the same. It's like, okay, but just because I fixed the sink in my house doesn't mean that I'm a plumber. You know, Uh, you are a so-called professional at this, which means you devote all of your all of your professional time to this task just because someone might record a significant event on their phone does not mean they carry the title journalist in the way that brian stelter and his colleagues preposterous for him to make that claim because um it's uh, the the media barrier is so impermeable to the average individual especially cnn i'm not going to film something and then cnn's gonna be like hey can we get this from you lay person like they don't give a fuck they send people out and then they carefully edit that footage to, to reveal their narrative. It's yeah. not like they're taking things off of my cell phone. And it's not like all of us who might even have the perfectly accurate picture of what happened or video of what happened, that we have the same opportunity at amplification. Now, granted, it's much better now that if you have a an eyewitness video of an event and you get that on Twitter or Facebook, it's going to get some eyes if people are interested in that story. But it still doesn't have the amplification potential of his ability to just go on CNN and say whatever the hell he wants, yeah. accurate or not. That's not me arguing that he should that he should be banned or something like we should remove him by force. It's just I really hate that he acts like we're all the same and as though he doesn't have a whole host of perks and benefits that not only we don't have and we're something analogous to him, but the average person who's working like a typical nine to five job and just has a cell phone that you're the same in terms of your information power. Exactly. As Brian Stelter. Like, okay. Uh, I love this line. We must make sure we don't give platforms to liars, but we also must include the entire spectrum of debate. You have to pick one. Uh, either all perspectives are included or they are not. Or they're not. Yeah. And who, totally conflicting statements. Who decides who the liars are? This is like deciding who the election deniers. CNN are. does. And by that logic, why should CNN have a platform? They've lied plenty. Why is it the network just deleted? Yeah. Uh, and and it's on you to make CNN strong. No, it's not. You hate me. You if you, if it was up to you, you'd delete me off the Internet. You would not give me a job at CNN oh, to make CNN kill strong. You. Don't, <laughs> this, don't forget. Yeah. What's the line? They want you dead, but they'll settle, settle for your enslavement or something yeah. like that. I'm sure they would take me on as a as an office slave. But <laughs> of course, um. New new job opportunities for Stelter. Now that Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRS, of course, is recruiting for its uh, 87,000 new openings over 10 years. Stelter 
highly qualified candidate to come kick in your door uh, once he catches his breath. But that's true for a lot of IRS recruits. So he might have an opportunity there. Uh, both Greg Gutfeld uh, at Fox and Seth Dillon at the Babylon Bee have offered stelter jobs. <laughs> Probably Gut- in earnest. Gutfeld says simply, hey, stelter, my show is hiring. Seth Dillon over at the Babylon Bee says uh, the Bee is expanding and looking for talent in putting out funny fake news. And stelter comes highly recommended. <laughs> Seriously speaking, though, there are more changes coming to CNN. Uh it, apparently the uh, the axes are not done swinging. New CEO Chris Licht uh, warned employees to brace for more changes soon. This during an editorial call on Friday. Uh, he said, quote, I want to acknowledge that this is a time of significant change. And I know that many of you are unsettled. There will be more changes and you might not understand it or like it. Apparently this Stelter News leaked earlier in the week. Uh, and Licht was not happy about that. He said... The leak was gross and inhumane, quote unquote, and the news was supposed to be released later in the week. So maybe someone will get fired for leaking the news about Stelter getting fired, which is the lamest possible reason to get fired. But someone did it. Yep. Unless maybe yeah, it was yeah. Stelter himself. But are we at the are we at the ad hominem uh, part of this segment? Uh, you, you have any potato jokes, Humpty Dumpty jokes? What do you got? No, no. I just want to point out that he is. 36 he is a year and a half older than you it's rough yeah it's uh it's rough what happened what happened to that guy i don't know i don't know is it the male pattern baldness or his or that in combination with his head shape and body type well the thing is at the same time he looks like a baby you know he looks like he looks like a 55 year old baby Yeah, yeah yeah I just what what happened is is that what happens at what they call him the eunuch over at Fox. He came from the New York Times too. I didn't know that about his career oh. path because I always wondered. He he's just. Uh, I don't like to I don't like to spend my time evaluating or even envying other people's success. And in his case, it's debatable. It's not like I want to be on CNN anyway. But even with people I don't enjoy, usually I can understand why people like them. In the case of Stelter, I don't understand. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he doesn't seem like he's um, particularly curious in his interrogations. He doesn't seem like he is. uh, Well, he's he doesn't have any kind of charisma. Like you said, he's not uh, a funny character or an appealing character. And not that I demand that everyone be gorgeous to look at, but he is not making up any anatomy is. It's not making grotesque. up any ground. Yeah, yeah, what was the Alex Jones line? He's physically grotesque. He said that about about. Brian it wasn't Stelter about Stelter. Good. It was about somebody else. He's truly physically. Grotesque. You know who it was? It was when Alex Jones was on the streets in Seattle, and some freak <laughs> came up to him and threw coffee at him. That's He's right. Physically grotesque. That's how he described him. <laughs> Look at this guy. Physically grotesque. <laughs> Maybe he's just, he actually is a eunuch, but it's not because somebody cut off his balls. Wait, eunuch's the one where they cut off your balls, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Not because the they cut off his balls, correct. but like a, a lack of sexual competition his entire life has just led to his balls just like shriveling up and then getting sucked inside his abdomen. He has a wife and two kids. It was part of what his do segment. His kids look like. <laughs> I don't really want to bring them into this, but I, I got to see. You were correct on your use of the word eunuch. What's the other one? When they cut off your D and B's. Mm, I don't know. 
Help me out, live chat. We are... Uh, Ryan Stelter, kids and wife. We are up at the top of the hour, so we are due for a break. I'm doing uh, really important journalism I will work right see here. if I can find... Ah, she's hideous. Well, there's someone for everyone. Oh, let me oh my uh, God. catch up These with Tippy Strong. <laughs> Live chat, you got to check this out. Lights off. Ugh, Phil says, really ugly too. if Liz Cheney wants to be considered in the same league as Lincoln. Oh, no. Where's Phil going with this? She's going to have to jail her enemies and get 600,000 of the best American men killed for uh, no good reason. Of course, maybe that is her goal. Well, I suppose there's some comparison about, um, if not starting, involvement in the initiation of a civil war. Perhaps there's some metaphorical value there. N-word, F-word says Biden 2022. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Biden 2021. Yeah, that's that's more <laughs> clever. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. Frank Lee Gay says Matt and I once made love. He said that he really liked it, but it turns out that the billionaires had been paying him off for years. Between this and COVID dong, you can't trust anyone's butthole anymore. Okay. Uh, Are you gay? Tubin's Willie. He says, at least Tubin came and went faster than Brian. Well, uh, he, he was speedy, was uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Jonathan says, uh, the 2018 uh, Democrat in Wyoming was Greg Hunter not running. Okay, so maybe I was mistaken. Maybe there was a different candidate who is rather out there, and I know personally. But, of course, Liz would concede in Jackson, the only place in Wyoming with Dems, uh, with Dems, with more money than her. Go back to Virginia, Liz. Cue the uh, Roseanne sounder. Do I have that one? I don't know if I have that one. Go handy. home, bitch. I don't have that one, but I do have uh, this Castrati. one. Thank you, live chat. Oh. Go back to where you came from, okay? Close enough. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so maybe I was mistaken on the who the candidate was in 2018, but that's interesting if they had a loopy candidate in 2018 and they still had about 50% of the turnout this time yeah. around. That would be very interesting. But uh, I'm caught up on Tippy Stream. Sure, I'll read a few. But you've got to look this up. I'm not exaggerating. Did these people meet under a bridge? He showed a look picture of her on her show today. Oof. It was it the best picture of her ever taken? Uh, it kind of had the MySpace angle. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you like my bridge joke? Hold on, hold on. I... Okay, I don't really want... Is it mean for me to laugh at a maternity picture? It's like him with his hand on her belly. Is she and in the green some, dress? Yeah, they're at some kind yeah. of event. It's not just... Bridge trolls, it's, the both of them. It's not just her, to be fair. I'm not trying to single her out, but uh, look at this. Just his, his, his grin makes it hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Power couple, says the son. Who is Brian Stelter's wife? All right. I don't Woof. I don't want to laugh. It's this is a great moment for their family. I whatever. <laughs> Are you seriously saying you don't want to laugh at, at Brian Stelter's ugly wife? I, I just feel bad about it. All circumstances considered. Why? Because he has to hit that. Because he looks so proud. But that's yeah. part of what makes it so funny. I know. See. <laughs> 
It's like he's showing off of his, off his bridge troll prize. Trolls need love too. Trolls need children. Trolls Maybe we need... should be happy that they found each other. Yeah, that is a couple that was meant to be. That is for sure. But they're procreating. Uh, well, that's good a for bummer. Them. Come on, good, good for Come them. Come on, good for them. Maybe the children will rebel. I'm going to bank mm. on that. Okay, are you good? Yes. Robin D. Banks, Blonde and I once made hate. We'd show support for local Buddhists by tagging their symbol all around their temple. Turns out it was a synagogue by accident. We didn't mean it. We're sorry. We're sorry. Wow. Also, Matt and I once made pies, brought the whole squad and said, I'll take the front door. You guys take the back. We'll raid dim panties like cross-dressing fed boys in Melania's wardrobe. <laughs> We're going to talk about that a little Why bit. Why are you gay? Robin Why is gay. gay. Never forget. Totally a chick, but that's all right. I guess she's gay for me. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, that totally. Um, Daniel Kunkel. Today I visited my grandmother who had um, MSDNC playing. MSNBC. That's uh, that's the Levin term. The Levin term for MSNBC. MSDNC, gotcha. like the Democrat National Committee. I hear you. It's yeah. misinformation to be concerned about 85,000 IRS agents being armed and willing to use deadly force, even though it's in the job description. I know. Did you see that? I saw the fact check that said... Well, not all agents, only the ones who are in charge of criminal apprehension. It's like, yeah, but that's the point. If you uh, decide to avoid them long enough, who do they send after you? A guy with a gun. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he might not be the first one, but eventually he shows up. Gross. Uh, sorry, I, I just can't stop thinking about Brian. Um, I bought PN. Uh, thank you. No, no, we really appreciate it. You know, how many accountants truly are gun proficient? This didn't seem like an accountant job in the, in the job description. Uh, I don't wait, wait, wait. Well, this wasn't necessarily this guy. That job description wasn't an accountant position. It was like a, an actual law enforcement agent. You know, are you sure? I thought you had to. I thought it was a, a job position for somebody that had to be multifaceted and have some um, financial background. Maybe I'm mistaken. I thought it was strictly like law enforcement duties. But is that true? live chat because i was under the impression that it was like you have to be an accountant and also firearms proficient <laughs> to be terrible thank you John Ibot, by the way um thank you very much won't the large majority you. you're very special you are very special of eighty-seven thousand irs agents uh hires be equal opportunity hires of low competence so that so that little if anything will be accomplished by them um i think that this might be the time that they don't put diversity hires in well i don't know as, especially with as we'll get to the way the C, uh, the cdc is going the cdc is going to take up all the available diversity so there might not be any diversity available to the yeah to the irs robin d Banks, say it with me blonde 2022 is the year of the red pill we're launching the giant red suppository out of a bazooka aimed right up the ass of the globalist lizard people liz and brian gagne why are you so optimistic you need to well, lower your standards about America's future because we are screwed. These are some points of encouragement, though. Not everything is disaster news this week. Yeah, but but what does it mean? Brian Stelter's out. Who cares? He didn't have he wasn't a, individually a major media mogul. Liz Cheney doesn't actually have any political didn't, power. Didn't you see Stephen King tweet? I'm devastated <laughs> that Reliable Sources is over. I would tune in every Sunday. I know. Totally. Yeah. Um so so does this have any meaningful movement? It's like, I don't want to take these wins to heart because I'm just no longer willing to go on the emotional roller coaster 
of um, of the political sphere. I'm just not I'm just not doing it anymore. Even though I do think there are a lot of encouraging signs this week, the one thing I would say is I'm not optimistic about the avoidance of conflict. And that is because uh, if if Wyoming is an indicator about the direction of the Republican Party, I don't say that that's wrong. I don't think it is. But because it is viewed as extreme by who I consider to be the actual extremists, the communists and the Democrat Party, and they're going to label you all election deniers if you keep voting for people like that. If this trend continues, you're going to have one major party declaring the other party all but ineligible to hold office. And yeah. that is that is unsustainable. I'll take encouragement that That's ideas great. that what I are think are, about? are are good, generally speaking, not strictly the election stuff, but just ideas in general seem to be trending toward win. But you have the opposition trending toward that viewpoint is not allowed. And that's yeah, not good. No, that would that would be wonderful because people are still operating within the norms of voting and within the confines of the governmental system. We need to stop thinking like that. We're, there's not a political solution to this. Anything that is going to catapult us towards mass conflict is clearly the solution. It's unavoidable I, at this point. I certainly agree. There's no D.C. solution. Uh, it, it's not going to come through voting the right people into Congress. That doesn't mean that I don't. That I'm not going to vote for who I think better people are but i i you know as we've talked about frequently i don't think that you're going to send harriet hagem into congress and all of a sudden they're suddenly going to surrender all of the power That's they've true. accumulated yeah. over the decades closer and than i'm not optimistic but, about an actual conflict solving anything either uh well i guess we'll find out they seem intent um, on it i know but i don't think it would look like what people think it would look like like we don't have an opportunity to organize there's no like realistic militia formation going on. Uh, the FBI is up everybody's ass that makes a group of three people to like talk casually about <laughs> yeah. kidnapping Gret Gretchen Whitmer. It's like people are not gonna. Well, know that was what the FBI's to plan too. There were, de- there were it was it was extortion. Yeah, there um, were, there were that those guys are back on trial now. The two who uh, were. What did they get hung juries the last time around? I can't remember what the outcome was. What? I thought one of them was vacated. He's back on trial. There are two who are back on trial now, and the trial has been underway for the last week or two. And more information has come out, including that one of the FBI agents, as far as I understand, all but honeypotted one of the guys. They they slept in the same same room, hotel room and smoked weed together. Yes, um, which obviously is is totally unethical. And both guys, uh, they were like... uh, Somebody said in this, was it Discord? Was that where they were talking? I don't know. Or something like that. Um, They both said to the FBI agent, the undercover FBI agent, like, I am not interested in doing this. This is crazy town. Mm. And so the FBI agent just like got one of them in their car, got both of them in the car and just like drove to Gretchen Whitmer's house. They were like, no, we don't we don't want to do this. What are you doing? Never forget when that plot was busted up. It was a it was Dan the Fed who was paid something like fifty thousand dollars in compensation, not all cash, but certain assets 50 50 grand driving i think two or three other federal informants or feds in the van plus a couple other guys driving to pick up explosives to supposedly blow up the bridge near gretchen whitmer's house from another <sighs> fed who was the explosive yeah, expert I know, it was like 50 percent plus feds yeah. yeah i said extortion i meant to say entrapment this was just it's got randy weaver just written all hey, over randy it. you got any uh you got any you shotguns with barrels shotguns? that are a little too long? Yeah. You want to take this hacksaw to them? Glowy yeah. fucks. Um, M-Dub says, the first case is a monkeypox and dogs. Pound puppy is a term, not a suggestion. Ayo. <laughs> Ayo. Fair um, enough. 
thunderstorm. Monkeypox looks and sounds a lot like leprosy from all the human waste bin. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. Waste, period. Bin, yeah. but he spelled it B-I-N. Been grain-free oh, three yeah. weeks and feel amazing. Really, it, I've heard that doing that does improve your quality of life. Is this the same grain-free chatter from a week or two ago? Uh, maybe, or maybe he's just trying to cure his monkeypox. I don't know. I By can't going do off it, grains. Though. I don't know. You really should have sent two super chats so yeah. that I didn't make that uh, make that connection. Thank Ricky Man nine one seven says, "I doubt it." Last one for right now. Hillbilly Deluxe, very satisfying see- seeing female canine mouth stelter getting fired. Uh, say it, blonde. You know you want to. Uh, uh, not really. Wait, say what? Bitch mouth stelter. Oh, bitch mouth stelter. I still call him Stelter. I don't know. I don't know yeah. why I do this. Yeah. Seltzer. Yeah, Stelter. it sounds like that. Right, okay, we will come back to your chats at the end of the stream. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We'll get back into the news, which is uh, some updates in the... No, not not updates in Brian Stelter's uh, wife. Let me get this off the screen. Where did I leave off? Uh, I swear I should have marked it. Okay, here we go. Uh, updates in the Trump, uh, the, the, the raid or not raid, depending on who you ask the search at Mar-a-Lago. Of course, last week we got the, the search warrant for the, uh, for this particular not raid. And, uh, it didn't show us anything outside of a very general description of what the FBI was looking for under what laws they said they were operating and what they took from the property during the August 8th search described only in the most general terms. There's since been a move by media outlets to unseal the affidavit in the case, which would reveal the FBI's uh, case for probable cause, exactly what they knew, exactly why they believed a crime had been committed, and exactly what evidence they they had for it. Uh, Trump has also called for this affidavit to be released. Now, of course, the DOJ Mm -hmm. opposes any release of the affidavit because they say it will harm the ongoing investigation and potentially put the DOJ and uh, FBI and their personnel at additional risk. And we all know that it's nonstop attempted terrorist attacks on every FBI agent at, on site. You see, they, they put up a, a wall with like razor wire at the FBI <laughs> headquarters because that's not at all third world. Either. Yeah. <laughs> it's something of a surprising move on Thursday. The judge in the case uh, Bruce Reinhardt said that it's it's very important for the public to have as much information as it can about the raid. Nothing, uh, or he noted uh, rather, there are portions of the affidavit that could be presumptively unsealed. So he ordered the DOJ to prepare proposed redactions to the affidavit, plus explanations for those redactions by Thursday. The judge says he will review the suggestions to decide if he agrees with them at that hearing coming up on Thursday. So it's possible that we get a redacted version of this affidavit on Thursday, though that's not guaranteed. The judge says uh, it will be a considered careful process. Even if we do get something, the likelihood that it will be conclusive or even useful, I think is uh, pretty low. Uh, High likelihood that, uh, that anything useful will in fact be redacted exactly what evidence they had to, to, make their case for probable cause, the identities of the witnesses who may be a part of that evidence. I don't think we're going to see any of that. Uh, In all likelihood, this mystery will drag on for months, as some might say is directly related to its uh, potential electoral purpose anyway. Uh, 
Meanwhile, Trump announced that he is filing a Fourth Amendment unlawful search and seizure motion in the case. I'm not exactly clear what this means. Uh, lawyers can correct me, but if I understand, he's he's trying to say that the search itself was illegal, and I suppose, therefore, any ongoing investigation or potential charges, which have yet to be filed, but all of that ought to be discontinued and or dropped, I, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say because there weren't a lot of specifics in what he said. Uh, he did just make a post on Truth Social. And he said, quote, my rights uh, together with the rights of all Americans have been violated at a level rarely seen before in our country. Remember, mm -hmm. they even spied on my campaign. The greatest witch hunt in the USA or in USA history has been going on for six years with no consequences to the scammers. It should not be allowed to continue. Of course, without seeing uh, what evidence was presented to obtain that warrant, it's impossible to say conclusively whether the warrant is legitimate or not, though. I think that's it's clearly a hyperbolic statement, though. I mean, perhaps we're more aware of government corruption now than we have been historically, but the federal government has always been like this. Always. We might just have better means of communicating and demonstrating right. that corruption. There's or an argument for this being the greatest transparency in the history of the American government. Right oh, now. yeah. I think that's that's actually. Yeah, that's perfectly plausible. Mm -hmm. uh, that said, it doesn't I don't think it erases what appears to be an ongoing. Correct. I, that's, yeah. I know it's an assumption, but until I see a conclusive case from these people, it seems like all they do is politically motivated hits. So I'm going to assume it's that until I see them. The burden is, is on them to make their case as to why this move was necessary. It's not on any. We don't prove innocence in this country until I see from them conclusive hard evidence as to why a crime was committed and as to why they had to do this. I'm not going to believe them. That's, that's not yep. partisan. That's just, that's the burden of proof in this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in, uh, there was other notable uh, news this week related to the raid. Um, it was revealed the FBI improperly took Trump's passports during the search. They have since been returned. Uh, now I'm no legal expert as I frequently mentioned, but, Let's say that they are trying to get the judge to agree that this was a an illegitimate search and seizure under the Fourth Amendment. I don't see how that's going to happen. Uh, I doubt the same judge who signed off on the warrant and the evidence that supports that warrant is suddenly going to turn around and say that the warrant was actually faulty unless right. Trump can show that the search went beyond the scope that was authorized by the warrant. Maybe that's an argument they can make. They do have video. They have surveillance video from Mar-a-Lago. They keep teasing that they may release it. Maybe if you have on video agents doing things that the warrant did not authorize, then maybe you can make a move like this and the case goes away. But until something like that happens, I don't I don't. I would put the prospect on getting the judge to agree that this was illegitimate under the Fourth Amendment as next to right. zero because he's the judge who himself explicitly said this is legitimate under the Fourth Amendment. That's what the right. the warrant process was. Uh, I think more significantly, there's a, a story late in the week in Real Clear Investigations that there's a lot of overlap. Shockingly, we, we were told this was the South Florida FBI who was handling this. Turns out, no, guys from D.C., at least a lot of them and lot of overlap with guys who are veterans of uh, Crossfire Hurricane, the old Trump Russia. Yeah, this uh, out of Miami thing is a total media plant perpetrated by the FBI itself, uh, probably gave CNN and all these other leftist organizations, media organizations, this information. But it turns out that it is just your standard D.C. crowd 
Um, so it looks like about half of the existing team um, that is responsible for the Mar-a-Lago raid came from Crossfire Hurricane. Straight wow. up. Like, they aren't even when- trying to hide this from us. Like, this is what pisses me off the most about this. Uh, it's really easy to verify uh, this guy, what's his name? Paul Sperry, the one that wrote this um, Real Clear Investigations article. It's it's so easy to verify that this is the same team that did Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, they're they're not even they didn't even switch things up so they could keep this guys going. That this is this is a different investigation with different motivations, and maybe there's some truth to it. Like, doesn't it bother you that they're not lying anymore? Well, they had the uh, integrity to fire. Peter Strzok, he's not working on this. They anymore. had to fire Peter Strzok. People were so pissed about yeah. that. But obviously, Peter Strzok, he was the former head of Crossfire Hurricane, for those yeah. who don't remember. And he was fired after that whole thing with Lisa Page was publicized. And then there's no there, there, blah, blah. Um, that whole so thing, had- meaning uh, their hot, steamy encounters on the Oof. side. I want to see <laughs> that, them tell have you what sex, that's hotter like, than Stelter and his wife right there. I was Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. Just going to go there. So yeah. gross. Um, so, yeah, it turns out that this nine hour <laughs> 30 agent raid of Trump's Florida estate is just being run out of Washington, D.C. by crossfire hurricane people. Um, most notably is this one guy, this analyst, Brian Otten, um, and he is continuously involved in these politically sensitive investigations, despite um, being under federal investigation at this time. And he was the one that went out with the federal probe on Hunter Biden's laptop and was like, this is Russian disinformation. That's why he's under federal investigation. He's, and he's he's like at the head of this. <laughs> he's right. at the head of this. So he's uh, personally involved with the uh, the Carter Page uh, FISA warrants. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, Michael Hor- Horowitz referred him for disciplinary review in 2019 okay. for his role in vetting a Hillary Clinton campaign funded dossier used by the FBI. You guys all remember to obtain a series of wiretap warrants to spy on Carter Page. Still allowed to be involved in all these politically motivated searches and seizures, probably illegal, um, just out there openly under federal investigation. Nobody gives a shit. They learned their lessons last time around, and this one is above board, I'm sure. I would rather be lied to. I find that less offensive to my sense of morality <laughs> because it's like they don't give a shit. They know nothing is going to happen to them. They know that correct. They, they don't have to get caught because they're 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 operating in the open. Yeah. It's correct. just such a slap in the face. It's like your husband cheating on you and he's just making out with his new girlfriend in your living room. This is one of the things I know we're not doing the movie review yet, but we'll get into it. One thing I appreciated about the movie was an era in which DC people had to hide things. <laughs> like their it's homosexuality. Like, it's like, yeah. It's like, what? I can't imagine such a time where it's possible to blackmail them because whether it's the Hunter Biden laptop or whether it's involved involvement in past um, corrupt or otherwise shady operations at the FBI. Yeah. It's all out in the open. You can't blackmail yeah. these people if they show you everything and laugh in your face and there's not a damn thing that's done about it. And half the country thinks they're American heroes, like knows they're deeply corrupt, but thinks if you wield your corruption for some kind of benevolent purpose, like yeah. like doing anything against Trump, yeah. that you're some fucking American hero and you deserve all these accolades. It's outrageous. I'm more mad at the American people than I am at these people. Well, there's a case. I, I can understand why you might say that. Yeah, we, we've lost our uh, our appetite, our spine for accountability. And, uh, Pitchfork mobs was a solution to this in 2019. What are we doing? <laughs> this was three years ago. They had some, as I've alluded to before, they had some methods of justice in the colonial era that maybe should be 
uh, revived. And when I say that, I don't exclude myself. It's not like I'm out there. You mean the old TNF? Uh, TNF? Oh, yeah. The, the Big Bird thing. costume. Yeah. I was thinking just, uh, I was looking it up the other day. You know, there's a technical difference between pillories and stocks. Really? Yeah. Do, are pillories just your head? Pillories are head and wrists. Stocks are just your feet. So you have to just sit there and you can't do anything because your feet are restrained. Stocks are your feet? Yeah. Wow, I've been using that incorrectly my entire life. Yeah. So I, I've been researching what options are available. No. Uh, huh. I think uh, people just go by and tickle your feet with a feather all day. Yeah. Dr. Fauci needs his feet tickled. What a nightmare. Yeah. Um, anyway, the, the guy that broke this story, Paul Sperry, he tweeted a few things uh, and then promptly got banned on Twitter. He said, um, well, he tweeted a list of conflicted DOJ officials who were, quote, briefed on the Mar-a-Lago raid and noted that CNN is admonishing reporters not to call the FBI raid of Trump's home a raid, but instead to use the term judge approved search. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He also tweeted, funny, don't remember the FBI rating Chippewa or Whitehaven um, to find the 33,000 potentially classified documents Hillary Clinton deleted. Uh, and she was just a former secretary of state, not a former president. And he's banned. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's out of here. Yep. And I believe. Anyway, it's long, but I encourage everybody to read the um, the Real Clear Investigations article. It is both shocking and not surprising at all. Hmm. Just the way I like it. Uh, I did check just before the show, and I think Paul Sperry's account is still banned. And I've not seen a formal explanation from Twitter. So. Uh, he told the truth. Yeah, apparently. Speaking of, maybe the CDC will start doing that. I doubt it, though. Uh, last week, we saw the CDC relax its corona guidelines and finally say, uh, hey, there's no difference, actually, between vaccinated and unvaccinated people, at least as far as transmitting the virus is concerned. Of course, that did not come with uh, any sort of apology for making forcible differences between vaccinated and unvaccinated people for the year and a half prior this week though the cdc they have finally issued a mea culpa and if you're like me maybe you saw the headline you thought son of a bitch no way they're not going to come out and own up to all the bullshit that they did over the last couple of years no of course not they're going to issue a mea culpa that they were wrong for not going far enough not acting quick enough not grabbing up enough power CDC Director Rochelle Walensky acknowledges the CDC's response to Corona fell short because uh, it, it needed to do way more stuff faster. It, it was not draconian enough. Uh, Walensky is pledging to reorganize the agency, which will allow faster data sharing, clearer communication. And most importantly, this is key. The CDC is creating an equity office to make sure the agency's workforce reflects the U.S. population and better communicates public health guidance across all groups. So the problem was not the lies. The problem was not the power grabs. It was that they did not have a black Muslim disabled tranny to communicate those lies and power grabs. And so coming soon, R2 Dindu, the director of the CDC, I didn't think it could get worse, but it assuredly will get worse, according to this plan. And uh, even though the CDC has has all but shrugged uh, and basically given up on Corona, there is one place that I thought never will or never would. 
Maybe it actually has, as we'll get to at the end of this story. But that place is California. This week in Mountain View, the city of Google's headquarters south of San Francisco, a man named Sean tried to take his four-year-old son to kindergarten without a mask at Thurkoff Elementary School. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but an elementary school in Mountain View. The public school district's policy was masks required after Sean and his son dared to defy it. The principal, Michelle Williams, called police to have them removed from campus. Sean took video of the incident and posted it on social media. Here is some of that. I welcome him here, and I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I want him here, but it is our district's policy. Uh, here she comes, pulling him out of class. I want him here. He is a lovely child. We're here to support and serve him. Our district policy has changed. Thank you. I'm going to have to have him removed from campus. Okay. okay. You will. All right. Police officer. Police officer remove a four-year-old from campus. You seem like a good dude. You seem good father. And so I, I just, I just hope like by next week they lift this and then it's it's all resolved well yeah what is this dude dropping his kid off in, in public school in california what, what that's a good doing, question man? but apparently he's fighting for what's left of that institution why why you're just gonna drop your kid off your four-year-old kid doesn't really need to be going to school at all needs to be doing like an hour of reading a day maybe some colors and some letters and things like that at an indoctrination factory with some fat leftist woman and everybody wearing masks like like all right you're probably not a shitty dad if you care about this but like what the fuck are you doing dude well i was gonna celebrate the win that he got but perhaps it's... is there any win here well there's at least something uh prior to the event sean's lawyer sent the school a uh Prior to this event, this encounter with the, the uh, school resource officer, Sean's lawyer sent the school a cease and desist letter accusing the district of bullying, discrimination and harassment uh, of his son over the mask policy. The boy apparently begged not to wear a mask during the first days of school last week. The staff forced him. This video then went viral. Guess what happened? Within hours, the school district held a meeting where they discussed the mask policy. And as of Friday, masks are now optional. Reports say many students and parents were then unmasked on Friday. Meaning that, here's a conclusive demonstration, if we had all just said no the whole time, none of this bullshit ever would have extended a year and a half into it. Um, in, in this case, and you know, we can debate whether it's wise or worthwhile to fight for these institutions or not, but if it is, all it took in this case was one guy with balls. And I gotta say, if we believe institutions are worth fighting for, be that guy. And, and Put a woman in his place. Put a woman in her place for the future. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but, you know, none of our institutions are worth fighting for. Well, I, I don't know if I would agree with that. I, I think that some things are, are lost causes, I suppose. But do I really do I want to rebuild every single piece of the world over again? I don't know about that. OK, OK, I'll rephrase that. Uh, not many of our institutions and definitely not our public school system. That is a case that I would have a tougher time arguing against. Uh, so now what's the win here? All, all these parents can send their kids back to school when otherwise, if they would have um, held on to the, ma the mask mandate, they might have homeschooled. 
or chosen a better school or created homeschool networks. So now they can be sent back to California public schools, indoctrinated by women and then probably molested by other teachers. <laughs> hey, we're not to the molestation yet. That's coming up with the monkeypox story. This is not a win. A no. win would be if our backs were against the wall and then we found ways to organize and create new self-sustaining institutions so we didn't have to operate within these realms. This guy, well, pussy. No, I, I can't agree with that. I wouldn't call him. I'm sorry. What is he doing dropping his four-year-old kid off at a public school in California? Relative to whom, though? Relative okay. to whom? This is, I'm just saying this is normie bullshit for this guy. <laughs> I'm just trying to have a little bit of encouragement. Can't you let me have it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, I mean, sorry. I agree. I'll take, I'll take your point that if you are still sending your kids to California public school, this, this deep in the game, like, what are you doing? What I'm not doing? sure that I would, I, I don't know. I don't know that I would carry that fight as far as some people have. That said, I'm not from California. I lived in California for two years. I couldn't stand it. And I left. If it was happening here, a place that I care about, a place that I have a tie to, Maybe I would. I don't know. Um, yeah, but he's four. That's pre. That's preschool. They said kindergarten. I guess he's advanced. Oh, is he in kindergarten? That's what the story said. Is four kindergarten really? I guess. Yeah, maybe five. I maintain maybe the kids don't need to go to kindergarten. Five. A little boy needs to be running around in the woods for four hours a day and then like read a book. All right, fine. I I accept the indoctrination and the molestation. I just want it to be maskless. Okay. That's- <laughs> That's fun. that's better. That's a step in the right direction. I feel guilty now. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, speaking of. Look what's next to me. Just randomly. Wait, wait, wait. That's put that. That's not an actual. That's the toy. No, no, right? no. It's it's for okay. the Rittenhouse costume. Right. Okay. I, I just, don't know how. No, no, no. It's not a real gun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how this ended up next to me. I just noticed it's a toy here. AR from the Rittenhouse it's costume. A toy yeah. AR. The only yeah. reason I reacted as quickly as I did is not because I am fearful or anti-gun or something. It's just if Susan might get banned. If Susan catches a whiff of a firearm on a live stream, you're done. Seriously, but I used this during the during the Halloween episode. Only explanation I have is that it had an orange tip, and we. It's, it's clearly fake, right? Well, that's what the orange tip signifies: is toy or or fake. But we said at the start of the stream, we declared it a toy. In, oh, oh yeah well so, susan if you're listening this this is truly a yeah a toy. it's not even the size of a real ar it's, you know what we got to do small. is we got to start uh raffling that stuff off unless you want to keep that for some reason i was i was uh or no, just like just pieces of the show i was watching i was listening to um my friend frank stream and he raffles off certain pieces of the show and i thought that was really cool does he really yeah, it's like little things that hang around that i don't necessarily have use for but somebody might enjoy having like mm-hmm. that toy rifle, for example. Toy rifle. Toy yeah. rifle. Yeah. I should have. It didn't even occur, occur to me not to do that. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I hope we don't get banned. Well, we already had to bust up the stream into segments. It wouldn't be wouldn't be that big of a deal. Tell anyway. me about this Italian greyhound's butthole. <laughs> a French. Parisian. Is that the term for from Paris? Parisian? Parisian. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, I'm not quite there yet, though. But uh, on the topic of buttholes and molestation, uh, monkeypox. This week, NBC issued some shocking reporting. Headline, quote, sex between men, not skin contact, is fueling monkeypox. New research suggests. That's right. Uh, NBC has consulted the experts and they say, yes, sex between men, both anal as well as oral, 
is likely the main driver of global monkeypox transmission. This reporting says the prior characterization that it was not the gay sex itself that was causing the pox, but just the skin to skin contact that was incidental to it. That's backwards. It is indeed the gay sex. This group of experts is calling on the CDC to revise its communications and recommendations to emphasize the centrality of intercourse among gay and bisexual men to the virus's spread. Or as Rochelle Walensky puts it, the CDC director, the men who have sex with men community. We could wait uh, for the CDC. They might come out with the correct information in a matter of weeks or months, or you could just listen to this show instead. I recall early in the summer, if I had more time, I would have gone back and grabbed the clip, but it was sometime in May or June when blonde paraphrase, who cares? This is just a homo thing. I think is what he said. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I said that. Uh, uh if this information is correct, that's now the expert opinion. This is just a homo thing. Mm. Okay, it, but if it is, if that's the correct opinion, uh, to your point on the dog, how did a dog in Paris get monkeypox? And not just monkeypox, but monkeypox specifically on its butt. How did that happen? Uh, according to The Lancet, a medical journal, yeah, uh, a, a non-monogamous gay couple in Paris. So trans- you mean a gay couple? Uh, you might argue if that's redundant or not. Those are hate statistics to cite. Uh, so we can't we can't go there. But uh, this dog had monkeypox ulcerations and lesions on its butthole, according to The Lancet. So I suppose that's a question for French authorities to investigate. Not really of concern for our country, but we have. If casual contact was causing this, then everybody would have it. And it still wouldn't be a situation where 99 percent of people that get it are or gay men it might not be localized to the butthole if casual contact yeah totally people would be getting it on their hands right Uh, i mean i've seen faces uh, in their buttholes i've seen a lot of facial monkey pox (laughs) i've seen uh i have seen it on the hands though isn't that a that's is it uh, i don't know i've mostly seen it on um on people's faces but that might just be because of the nature of the reporting my know. wife showed me a guy whose nose all but rotted I saw off that. oh but he had syphilis aids and gonorrhea okay so he had a few things but i was trying to make a song last week we had elizabeth warren's if i only had oh, a it penis is on your song. hands yeah and i was trying to think of a song that worked for to the tune of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer but something the monkey pox knows man who has sex with men how would that song <laughs> i believe in your ability to, to make that happen well i want to be politically correct so it's just too many syllables to fit into the song at that point but you know if this were not a fag thing then it would be like hand foot and mouth disease hmm. well i don't know i i don't i have no experience with that it's it's so contagious you you get it everywhere and you get it just by shaking hands or kissing somebody like it seems like you have to like really be like you know you got to get into the dog's butt. That's for sure. You do. And so were these these homos sticking their dick in their Italian greyhound's beehole? Is that what you're suggesting un, here? Well, I unconfirm. I'm saying given what the experts say about how this is transmitted and given the localized infection of this particular dog, there are questions that need answering. I am not sufficiently qualified, nor do I have the expertise to answer them. But how did that it happen? There could have been some and- A to dog M. Wait. <laughs> dog A to to fag and you don't go ass to mouth and you definitely don't go dog ass to mouth okay god Uh, what is this world i mentioned you know that's a french problem they can worry about that over there 
The problems we have here, though, are are actually more significant, as in how are the kids getting monkeypox? Remember, it was asked. uh, Rochelle Walensky was asked about this just the other week, and that's when she infamously said the men who have sex with men community. She was talking about at that time uh, related to two minor two cases of monkeypox in minors, one in California and one in D.C., well, that would suggest that it's not just the men who have sex with men community. It's the men who have sex with very young men community that might be responsible for a little bit of this transmission. And another M-S-V-Y-M. Yeah. And another case emerged this week, this time in New York State. The information from the state uh, health department does not list the child's gender, city of residence or how the child became infected. A health department spokeswoman would also not disclose the child's age. But this case is in a minor. We do know that. Does he have two daddies? We don't know any details other than it's a case of a minor with monkeypox in New York State. If he's been adopted by gay dads, we are never going to hear. This is going to get immediately memory hold. It's already gone. And um, and if sex uh, among men who have sex with men is the means of transmission, why are media outlets warning that monkeypox could become an issue now that school is getting back in session, the oh, hill because kids are getting molested at school all the time. <laughs> well, that's not no. The hill reports that this is a concern because the range of ways in which the virus can be transmitted remains nuanced. That's why it's a concern. It's really not. Everybody's getting it on their beals <laughs> or their face or their hands, but they're yeah. jerking the peas and then yeah, arring the bees. Aring the bees. Yeah. <laughs> I understand what you mean. I've just never heard that before. No, be careful. Don't are that bee. It's very dangerous. And don't <laughs> are the bee of that dog either. <laughs> hey, that, that is a possible transmission mode. Uh, it didn't uh, even occur to me. Yeah. Well, the reporting on that did say that the people gave it to the dog and not the other way around. So. Oh, right. But you don't know. It's Paris. Yeah. Well, but as far as the, the Hill saying, the range of ways in which the virus can be transmitted remains nuanced. So your kids at school are at risk. Uh, the experts don't agree with that. The experts say it's just the plain old dick in the butt. <laughs> that's that's what they say is doing it. Sorry, D and the B. And this is uh, a family show. <laughs> and I lo- I understand you read a story. You just get a generic stock photo. It's not like they took this photo for the purpose of the story. But in this photo, they they select what a little girl. And they put she has like some kind of sores on her forehead or something like that. It's like they want to imply that somehow your little girl is going to go to school and get monkeypox by touching the wrong desk or something, touching the wrong no. pencil. If that happened to that girl, then she got dick slapped by a pedo teacher. Uh, yeah, potentially. And uh, it, it's just if, if it's so nuanced, well, let's ask some nuanced questions like who's working in these nuanced schools? What yeah. sort of nuanced activities are going on in these nuanced schools? Yeah, yeah. Just nuanced things. So what sort of nuanced sex registries are these teachers on? <laughs> just when I thought that there was a win at the public school in California, perhaps you're correct. Perhaps these are lost institutions in there. If they're not infected with monkeypox, they're infected with communism anyway. So why bother? I don't know. Which is worse. They go hand in hand. Yeah. They go D. Do you have monkeypox or communism? (laughs) Can you have one without the other? (laughs) That's true. They kind of, uh, they're a package deal. Uh, 
Really quick, we should, we're, we we're close on time. These, yeah. I just wanted to bring up Alec Baldwin gave another interview. We we mentioned how the, the, the Rust shooting investigation is nearing an end. Alec Baldwin apparently still hasn't turned over his phone records to the Santa Fe Sheriff, uh, Santa well, Fe County Sheriff's Department. Can he stop talking to media outlets? Like, I, I've never been like, shut up, man more in a public investigation it's like, this, i don't want to hear it. what are you doing not only what he says about his opinion about people not being charged but his willingness to say what he's saying here implies to me that he has a high degree of confidence he's not going to be in trouble well he says he has a pi that knows that he is not going to get charged also if that were true why would you tell anyone especially cnn and also the pi or tmz or whoever. it's not like he's the pi has any say in the legal matter it's not the pi's discretion that it's, leads me to believe that he has paid out the ass to somebody so that he can get inside information from the police hmm. department, which is horribly corrupt. Well, he's coming anyway, out and saying he blames the other two, Hannah Gutierrez and Dave Halls. He straight set. up said that. He said someone put a live bullet in the gun and should have known better. That was Gutierrez Reed's job. Her job was to look at the ammunition and put a dummy round or blank round. And there wasn't supposed to be any live rounds on the set. There are two people who didn't do what they were supposed to do. Only two. Um, I'm not sitting here saying I don't want them to, you know, go to prison or I want their lives to be held. I don't want that. But I want everyone to know that those are the two people responsible for what happened. Why didn't Gutierrez Reed check that bullet? Why didn't Halls obey her? Why did he give me the gun? Why didn't he check it? Why did he tell the why did he tell the crew it was a cold gun? Okay. I agree that there are multiple people along this chain of custody that are to blame. It's not just Alec Baldwin's fault. But. I get that. But the reason safety protocols are in place so that they go through multiple stages of safety checks. And the final person, arguably the most important person in a series of safety checks, is the person holding the gun. And so saying that it was only two people responsible, that's absurd. Obviously, the person that pulled the trigger is part of that safety command structure that safety chain to not kill anybody on a movie set and obviously. pulling the trigger, apparently despite no instruction from the director to do that. And apparently yeah. pulling the trigger. If we combine the FBI investigation results with his own statement prior pulling the trigger, despite his own claim that he didn't meaning it implies to me, he thinks he didn't, which means it was an accident, which means there's some sort of negligence, recklessness, accidental behavior on his part that is responsible for, what happened, at least in part. Why wouldn't he just admit, like, I, I think he would have come out looking better being like, listen, this was a horrible mistake. I've made a horrible mistake. Well, no, no, he's the victim. After all, he thought Trump supporters were going to kill him. He was terrified. But it just makes people hate him. Yeah. He also <laughs> said, quote, the former president of the United States said I probably shot her on purpose. <laughs> to me, that was the only time I was worried about what was going to happen. This was in a CNN interview. Um, here was Trump who instructed people to commit acts of violence. And he was pointing the finger at me saying I was responsible for the death. Baldwin said that after Trump's message, he was, quote, 1000 percent nervous about Trump supporters attacking. He said, quote, a bunch of people were instructed by the former president to go to the Capitol and they killed a law enforcement officer. They killed someone. Oh, you don't think I thought to myself, are some of these people going to come and kill me? You killed someone. They you didn't kill anybody. killed someone. <laughs> and then is he talking about um, Sicknick? He must be. Sick that's yeah. the only one that's remotely plausible, though, of course, that's not true. Who died of a stroke like three days after the Capitol. According to the D.C. medical According examiner. According to the D.C. medical examiner, yeah. Um, the only person that was killed was Ashley Babbitt. Uh, so I guess they did kill somebody, not Trump. Um, are some of these people going to kill me? It's like, what do you, 
statistically, it is much more likely to be killed by Alec Baldwin. He's just going to (laughs) ignore that. And uh, if you look at the full interview in CNN, um, he says that he's confident nobody will be charged, himself included. And his open public speaking about this, his statement that he doesn't think anybody's going to be charged. It just implies to me that he knows a thing or two or he's worked a thing or two behind the scenes you don't say these things publicly unless you basically know the outcome or you're a complete moron we're going to find out which one of those alec baldwin is pretty quick but i love that when he said when he says hey everybody just so you know it's gutierrez and hall's fault 100 percent uh <laughs> he congratulates himself for being so charitable to them he he says uh in the cnn interview quote maybe it's the catholic in me I have an impulse to say, I don't want to see anybody suffer. I don't want to sit there and say, you know, go, go get her and condemn her. He's congratulating himself for saying, I hope she doesn't go to jail, but, but also do condemn her. Cause it's a hundred percent her fault and Dave Hall's fault and not my fault says very good Catholic boy, Alec Baldwin. It's just, it's just the Catholic in him. That's, that's it. Rich. Yeah. Well, uh, are you ready for some hoax hate? Yeah, I, like, I kind of like this hoax. This one is funny. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? In Portland, Maine... Members of a mosque are speaking out against a series of what they call hate crimes, though what exactly the crime is, is not clear. Members of the mosque reported to Portland police that on August 2nd, someone emailed a video to a mosque member of an unknown person burning a copy of the Koran, the Islamic holy book. Someone came to the mosque and then... He burned like some verses or some papers of Quran. So not just me, a lot of like our people, they're so sad about this. Mohammed Walizada and his family are from Afghanistan. He hopes police find and arrest whoever did this. What's the reason? What's wrong with that, with him to come in the mosque? And then we like, we have to respect their religion, you know? Portland police say three days later, someone spray painted a threatening message on the street outside the home of a Muslim family. The Muslim community in Maine one of the whitest states, is already minuscule. Somali-American Ayun Nur says hate crimes like this are infuriating. People come to this country supposedly for peace and security, and then they themselves receive the same sort of fear, fear and hate and torment that they're escaping from. If an arrest is made, the attorney general will decide if these are hate crimes. Mosque members say they have no doubt. If somebody uh, burning the Holy Quran, you know, it's a hate crime. Mosque members say a second video also surfaced online of someone entering the mosque back in April, recording details of its interior. Dude, okay, America is every bit as bad as Mogadishu. Go back. Yeah. Go back, man. Quit bitching. Go home. I saw a little bit of graffiti and it reminded me of my entire family <laughs> getting hacked up with a rusty machete. Yeah, really. So I thought maybe I'll pack up and... Head back to Mogadishu. Yep. yep. My God. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, I, I guess speaking of slaughtering your entire family with a rusty machete, apparently burning some pieces of paper is roughly the same crime or I'm unclear. 
a video depicting the paper burning. Apparently, it's hard to follow what exactly is alleged here. But according to this story in the Press Herald on August 2nd, a video, the, the Afghan guy made it sound like they someone recorded a video of burning the mosque, burning the Koran at the mosque. Yeah. That's but not what he was saying, though, is it? This story says on August 2nd, a video was shared on social media showing someone burning a copy of the Quran. No location disclosed. A link to the video taken in late July had been emailed to a member of the mosque. So this wasn't even I see no direct association to the mosque itself. Just somebody who goes there got an email showing a video of some Quran pages burning. And then there was a second video that appears to show someone entered the mosque in April and recorded details of the interior while live streaming with others on WhatsApp. So someone was on their phone inside and live streaming. There's no mention of some kind of nefarious or malicious motive. Just someone live streamed inside. That's a hate crime. Third incident, August 5th, Portland police responded to a report that a threatening message had been spray painted on the street near a home of a Muslim family. So we're a few degrees removed from the mosque, a few degrees removed from the home, potentially not on the home, on the street near the home. Well, what did it say? Go back to Mogadishu or something. The mosque leader declined to provide additional information. Oh, come on. Citing an ongoing investigation. But you also say that you don't know who did it. So you're telling me we have no idea who committed this hate crime. Also, we're not interested in any public help in solving. Right. And they already told us basically everything that they said happened. So what's the, what's what are they reserving here? The only one burning the Quran, not a crime. OK, yeah. Sharing a video of the Quran burning, not a crime, not a crime. Uh, live streaming. Unless if you're in private property, live streaming and you're asked to leave, maybe there's a trespass, but there's no indication that happened. Live streaming itself is not a crime. The only thing that's possibly a crime is this graffiti, but they won't even say what that is. And I thought maybe this was a fundraising angle for the mosque, but you tell me no GoFundMe, no fundraiser, at least ob- an obvious one no, appears to exist. So uh, the Maine Attorney General's office is investigating the incident under the Maine Human Rights Act, though, for possible uh, violations. The human rights violations here, just like Mogadishu, just like Black Hawk Down. So... Watch out. All right. Did that, uh, was that sufficient blackpilling? Because boy, oh boy, do I have a piece of surprise cringe for you. I feel pretty dead inside, so I don't think this is going to affect me. Okay, let's see. Having experienced both, I'm very much like, you know what? The surgical one was pretty big, girl. I did it without the anesthesia. Well, the local anesthesia. Mm-hmm. I didn't go under. Like, I stayed awake. I wanted the whole experience of it. I'm like, <laughs> I want to look into your face when you're sucking that out of my body. That's fucking kind of hot. <laughs> Why is like that, that While I'm, like, up I... in freaking stirrups and I'm just, like, <sighs> 21 and just, like, mmm. But your pussy yeah. looked really good where they pulled that dead baby out of it. Yeah, you know, they just, this could be a fetish. Wait a minute. Vacuum the whole thing out. Wait a minute. Only, Does abortion spa also have an OnlyFans? OnlyFans abortions to help women pay for their fucking abortions. If people are into that, there's a fetish for that. To watch bloody fucking guts come out of a pussy. Somebody is into that. Is this how we make abortions okay in capitalism? Mm. OnlyFans paying the insurance companies. You know that there is somebody that would fucking come to watching a fucking dead baby come out of a The pussy. more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm really looking forward to Porn 30 today. <laughs> okay so it did look like that stole the last remaining bit of your soul oh my god you had not seen that prior i take it 
Uh, oh my god. This show, this this clip was highlighted by Libs of TikTok. The show is apparently called the uh, Alien Murder Sex Show or podcast uh, with uh, New York female comedian Lauren Petrie and Adrian Cuss. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what she does, but she's the uh, the pink haired AIDS page AIDS patient here. <laughs> it's, Yikes. Uh, the duo says this is a show about true crime, aliens and porn. It's a new show. The first episode was July 27th. And uh, in this case, they're talking about how people should create abortion porn to pay for their abortions through OnlyFans. The clip, as I mentioned, was highlighted by lives of uh, TikTok. Now, based on the rest of the show's con- uh, content and context, it really doesn't seem like much of a joke to me. But the um, the larger host there says uh, on Twitter in response to this clip going viral that everyone is being a bunch of snowflakes and it's clearly satire. Well, that's satire. I got to admire the commitment to the bit being completely physically grotesque just for satire's sake. That's a uh, wait. That's a she didn't effort. really have an abortion. I don't know what they're saying is a joke or not. That didn't seem like a joke abortion story. That seemed like a real one. But they're saying it's satire. Oh, that poor baby. And this host insists that any publicity is good publicity on their Twitter account. Though, uh, I'm not so sure. I don't think uh, anybody really cares about this show. And uh, What's I don't the think the show? I don't think they're going to care after this feature. It is called the Alien Murder Sex Podcast. That's the worst thing I've ever Brand new. Heard. Just launched. Oh, my God. Yeah. So tune in if you would like uh, more aliens and true crime and porn. It's uh, apparently this episode was about an abortion spa, but that's about all I know about it. OK, uh, <laughs> do you have any other thoughts on that? What am I, what do I what am I supposed to say here? It's end of days that's type so- stuff. That's so shocking. It's uh, even if you it know. is not true, even if um, it's a made up story for comedic effect. Uh, I, I guess I'm just confused about who's supposed to find entertainment or, or joy in that. It's a bizarre premise to find funny, I suppose. Um, but that's what they're going with. That's what they're saying. I mean, OK, we're supposed to like share a, an earth with these people. <laughs> this kind of person, this kind of person thinks that I'm evil because yeah. they perceive me as racist. Or because they think that you want to enslave them to give birth to babies they don't want, despite their voluntary conception of those children. May God smite us. He's well. We saw the the lightning strike the other week. It seems like he's taking aim. Uh, I mean, okay. So, do you think that like killing one of these women is as mm, bad uh, as killing in a a satire situation? Hypothetically, they can say that online, and I can't talk about killing them. That's outrageous. Only satire. They set the rules. Oh, okay. I'm totally joking. But do you think that there's a moral equivalence joking between killing either one of them or like a killing a worthwhile human being <laughs> i think that if what they described is true i would not be able to give you a moral distinction between them and any psychopathic murderer that you want to pick and there ought to be applications of justice pursuant to that um am i willing to say I- i'm going to cuck on due process how about that i'm going to cuck on trial by jury of their peers 
But that is just um, that is just the worst thing. But no, you, I really regret saying that I I have nothing left because now I feel like way worse. If you ask me, what's the moral distinction? Again, assuming the story is true, I have to at least propose the idea that they say that it's not and it's some kind of joke. But assuming the story is true, what is the moral difference between listening to that story and listening to some crazy guy talk about how he killed people to make skin furniture and sold yeah. it for profit? What's what's the moral distinction? I fail to see any. Uh, if someone wants to explain that to me, I listen. But that's uh, it's psycho talk for sure. Again, if it's a true story, they say it's satire. I I just hate this this timeline of the world. I just it's just the worst time to be alive. Oh uh, well, I don't know if I would go that far, but we have some problems. <laughs> at least back when you know disease couldn't be cured and stuff like that although it still can't yeah um your life had meaning would i rather deal valuable. with this or the saber-toothed tiger i don't know man uh the debate is much closer than it used to be i will grant the point at least a saber-toothed tiger is like morally neutral <laughs> it's just a fight it's just uh strength on strength okay uh you ready to talk about the movie oh that's even worse than these ones <laughs> oh come on in a world of movie references flying over his head, one man will finally watch them. This is the Matt and Blonde Show Movie Review. This week's movie is the 1985 board game adaptation Clue, in which a group of extravagant strangers is called to a mysterious mansion dinner party to discover they are all associated with a common blackmailer and the bodies start to fall under the mysterious circumstances while everyone scrambles to uncover the killer's identity. From movie picker Derek, another comedy favorite of mine, one of the few movies that successfully adapted a board game to film. Great lines, chemistry, and acting, excluding the gentleman who plays Mr. Body. As always, your review and your rating, though I gather you think that this is worse than the uh, abortion porn women. <laughs> oh, I hope you didn't like this because this was such trash hmm. such trash i hated watching this it was like a like a major chore and it had such a good cast what happened I, I wrote like two lines in my review and it says what a stupid waste of time how did this movie with this cast turn out to be so boring and unfunny that's all i wrote wow one out of five one. i hated this so much and it had tim curry in it and had that dude from the back of the future and then it had um uh, the guy from Better Chuck Call Saul, yeah, Better, Better Call, Call Saul, Saul yeah. who's a great actor, and then it had the chick from uh, Young Frankenstein, the wife from Young Frankenstein. Oh, she yeah, was in it yeah. too. Um, I, I was looking at this cast in the beginning. I'm like, maybe this is some some gem of the '70s, '85. Oh, I was not even close of yeah. the '80s, and I'm going to end up really enjoying it. But it was just a straight chore. What about the French watch. maid? Did you not like the French maid? excellent boobs okay probably real also not like enough to real. save the show no and you know and those were great boobs and i still was like this is torturous i don't even have any specific criticisms it's probably not fair i just hated every minute of watching this well i have a few specific criticisms but i did not hate it to the one wiki degree but i, I what are I we did, talking here i did not enjoy it i'll give you my rating okay. uh at the end here but um as far as what I enjoyed, it does have some great one-liners sprinkled here and there. I liked some of the one-liners about Mr. Green, the State Department guy, being gay. 
Okay, that was and good. I actually just liked the way he voluntarily revealed his secret. I, I work for the State Department and I'm a homosexual. <laughs> and I thought that's that's basically a redundant description. If I, yeah. I only need to know the first part to conclude the second part. Um, and then there was this, this great line where he says, aha, I was a plant the whole time. And Miss Scarlet says, I thought men like you were called a fruit, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> and then uh, I, there's this one line with... Um, with with uh, wadsworth the butler and colonel mustard asks him well what do you do you're a butler what does that mean well i buttle sir i thought that was a pretty good line very dry <laughs> i buttle raw, 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 raw. yeah uh i kind of liked this there's obviously three endings to the story i'm not sure i liked that format but i did appreciate the constant that no matter what ending was real or what ending you go with there's always a fed and the Fed always saves the day, quote unquote. Yeah. That's the constant in whatever mystery. Whenever you watch a mystery unraveling, there's always a Fed. You can count on that. And the Fed is probably going to emerge victorious in the end. And then I, I kind of liked... Um, mis- uh, just think about whether Mr. Body was in fact a villain or not. He's, he's portrayed kind of as like a bad guy. But really, he's just exposing corruption. And I get he's doing that through unethical or illegal means in this bribery or blackmail uh scheme and and I, i'm not going to say that that's right but he's really just beating corrupt people at their own game of stealing and he gets it on commies and he he <laughs> he just has all these moments of uh astute observations that are relevant to today's politics and, and just in an era where we see similar corruption and the methods that are supposed to hold that sort of corruption accountable seem not to you always have to think about what means are going to to right the ship. And I'm not saying that we all jump in, jump into blackmail, but the ethics of that I thought were kind of interesting and uh, and worth thinking about. And that's why I was referencing earlier, too. It's like if you tried this sort of scheme today as a method toward accountability, what would you even do? Hey, Hunter, I got some dirt on you. Too bad. The uh, the weird footy video is already out there. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing you can do to blackmail me. Uh, as far as what I didn't like, my criticisms for the love of God, please stop yelling. Okay, uh, so much yelling. Wadsworth says at one point, "I'm not shouting," and it's like, "Ah, oh, it's funny because he is shouting." I get it. That's hilarious. Please, everybody, stop freaking yelling. Some of the jokes that are in there are sort of, to me, they're they're kind of washed by overperformance. And I get it's supposed to be this like absurdist yakety sacks bit of yelling and running around. And it's supposed to be slapstick and silly. All right, that's fine if you're into that. I'm not. Another point of criticism, please stop running around. I just, I hated that I just watched the whole story and then you're going to run around the mansion for like 10 minutes telling me what I just watched again. You're going to tell me the whole sequence again while running around and flailing. I know. Um, And even if you like that, it's it's, to me, uh, it's a good demonstration of why this is sort of a rare type of movie, which is a combination of mystery and comedy. You don't see that blended very much. I can give a little bit of credit for trying, but really this demonstrates why you don't. The the slapstick, the comedy, just cuts against any sincere dramatic intrigue I would have in the actual mystery. I don't give a shit because everyone's just running around bonking each other in the head with candlesticks and stuff. And I loved this game growing up. I've never actually played it, I don't think. Oh, I, I get the concept, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just this type of humor that I just... I was it, it, the, the stupid comedy. I understand how someone could find it funny. I didn't think it was hilarious. I but like you, airplane though. If you want me to care about who committed the killings and why, while also 
watching them make out with dead bodies to trick the cop. And it's just like those things. I can't take this seriously when it clearly doesn't take it seriously. And I know comedies aren't supposed to be taken seriously, but the mystery component kind of has to be to be engaging and interesting and intriguing. I, I just that's true. At the end, I was not laughing because you're running around telling me the story I just watched. And because of all the slapstick stuff, I just don't give a shit about the mystery anymore. So they try to do both. To me, it was really neither. And that's why uh, I ended up on a two, not a one. Ah, okay. It's definitely a no for me, dog. Just credit to the joke or uh, joke or two here and there that, that lands. But that's that's about it for me. So as far as the uh, audience rating, let's see what they thought. Uh, not a lot of votes early. I don't think a ton of people have actually seen this one. Either that or they don't give a shit about this movie, which also could be could be the case <clears throat> but people who are voting actually have a positive opinion of it four and five like we have more than 50 percent of early votes going four and five on that one okay next movie up uh 1917 which i have not seen but a recent movie from 2019 have you seen it i have is it good well no i give that uh, don't answer don't answer that was stupid of me to ask i can't have my opinion influenced but you have seen it already all right i saw it in theaters uh, all right. This came out in 2020, right? Or 2019? 2019, yeah. Oh, did you just say that? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, we do have, as far as uh, up after that, we have a new list of movie nominations for September from listener Troy. The nominees are The Green Mile, No Country for Old Men, Nightcrawler, Hereditary, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Anchorman, It Comes at Night, Side Effects, or of course you can reject the list and vote for a randomly selected top rated movie instead. And as a reminder, if you'd like to read my movie reviews, comment how wrong I am, submit your own rating, vote for the next movie, and sign up for the chance to be the movie nominator for the month. The one and only place to do that is in my weekly movie review column, linked in the description and over on the homepage of the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. And that'll do it. Catch up on chat. I actually that thought was that... so the- demoralizing, man. <laughs> oh, I was going to go back to Clue. But uh, but yes, oh. we have some social problems as well. I just uh, sometimes I just feel like I want to sleep for a week after a show. And it's <laughs> a good uh, that that uh, abortion story is a good reason to do that, I would say. Um, so depressing. You don't protect yourself emotionally from the news like I've started to. Hmm. So each week prepping for the show and doing the show is like a whole mental ordeal for me. <laughs> Well, because I generally I, I'm trying not to read news. I, I I think it's bad for people. I think it's bad for people's mental health. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I have so, picked the wrong profession. <laughs> it's not like I'm in uh in the news all the time. There's a reason that I I'm structured with my time and that I do X amount of content and X amount of news consumption a week, and then I make sure I have my time set aside to do other things in my life that are if not of more importance, uh, certainly significant importance and need uh, attention. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to sit around and listen to shows like that. For Your wife moment. just sent me a text message. I have to share this. She said, cheer up, bitch. And then she... <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I made um, Matt's wife watch this documentary called Untold, uh, The Girlfriend That Didn't Exist. And I had never heard about this story before. What's his name? It's uh, Manti Teo. He was a Notre Dame linebacker. A lot of people are probably yeah. familiar. He, he 
He was led to believe that his girlfriend died the same day that his grandma died during his senior year of football at Notre Dame. Yes, but he was getting catfished by a fat tranny. Someone who has now revealed himself to be a fat tranny. And And I had never heard of this. And so I'm watching this unfold like, I cannot believe what I'm watching. I'm like texting your wife. Like, you have to watch this. I would recommend. Oh, you haven't heard about this? I would recommend the show, even if you're familiar with the Manti Teo story, because back when this happened in 2013, uh, I thought that he originally I thought he was probably in on it, that he had hoaxed the death of his girlfriend Uh -uh. to raise his own profile for NFL draft or Heisman purposes. Watching this, it's clear that he was legitimately victimized by a very in-depth catfishing, though at least 5% of it is his own stupidity, if not more. Like He did this for oh, years. Oh, more than that. Um, but to be fair, he was super busy, and everybody on his team had long-distance relationships because they were just so busy. And he was Mormon, so he like yeah. wasn't really interested in pursuing a sexual relationship. And so it's like, you're super busy, you're playing football all the time, you're not going to try to bang your girlfriend. So it's a lot easier to not meet up. If you, but uh, they never FaceTimed. Yeah, the the uh, who was revealed to later be the fat tranny refused <laughs> to FaceTime. Um, if you're at all interested in the Manti Teo story, even if you followed it back then, th- I thought this documentary was pretty well done. My only frustration with it is they allow the catfisher, who is now the fat tranny, to present his side of the story in, in my opinion, way too unchallenged. Like this person will talk about how he deceived Manti Teo to the end of the earth and then still make himself the victim. Right. And, and talk about how it was painful for him to reveal these things to him. And just, it's like, I don't know. Watching that, I'm thinking, I don't know how you're not in jail. You cost Manti Teo millions yeah. of dollars. You ruined no, his gross. career. When Manti Teo was talking about, you know, I used to walk around and people would say, look over there, it's Manti Teo because he was the, the best linebacker in the country. Now it's yeah, that's that's the guy who uh, who got duped by a fat tranny and the worst catfishing ever. His his reputation is forever ruined. And even though I think he was stupid to fall for this, um, he 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 was victimized by this person to a very serious degree. And I'm shocked to learn that there are really no legal implications to that. It's not criminal. Yeah. He doesn't even have recourse as a matter of civil law. Just suing this person. There's basically nothing he can do. Nothing he can do. Yeah. So that was frustrating. It's a real bummer. I felt I really felt for him. Yeah. Uh because naivete is like such a disproportionate outcome for for being naive. Yeah. And I was thinking about this as just as it relates to like boundaries of free speech and free speech as a principle and stuff. Um it clearly doesn't have a legal boundary, but as a matter of philosophy, what are the what are the moral boundaries and the speech boundaries to intentionally deceiving a person to to th- all but throw away his life for years on end, yeah, even if there years, wasn't, yeah. I guess it's not a legal matter. They say, cause there's no, there was no money exchanged, but mm. he damaged Manti Teo's reputation to the point that Manti Teo fell in the draft and lost out on millions like of dollars. 39th draft pick. Right. And if you, and he was supposed to be a first rounder. And if you believe Manti Teo, his ability to play football after that was forever damaged. He says, because it, it made him question his confidence because he was so embarrassed to have been duped by all of this. Well, it would be so embarrassing. I can, I mean, oh. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're swung into the NFL and you're supposed to compete with the world's greatest athletes and be stronger and, it's like everyone and smarter thinks you're a fag and, and faster. And I, yeah. yeah, I mean, you have to have complete confidence to, to play at that <sighs> level effectively. And that confidence was taken from him by somebody who did all of this intentionally. Mm-hmm. And I, 
it's not like I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to push back on myself because I don't want to create new rules that compromise free speech as value. But this this guy clearly victimized him intentionally for years. There has to be some kind of repercussion for that. I'm shocked that there isn't. But the statute of limitations is long up. Even if there, and there's just no statute. It it appears there's no recourse for him. Mm. So, a recommended watch if people are interested. Anyway, uh, do you want me to start off on uh, Tippy Stream? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I have to back up. Where did I leave? Oh, I can go. Oh, wait, no. Uh, N word, F word says, uh, I don't get how you guys can be aware of couples like the Stelters breeding and yet be against the clot shot. What's the clot shot? Um, the vaccine. Are we talking about? Wait. Oh, you can. I see. (laughs) Okay. Oh, no, I think the dumb people should uh, get the vaccine. I I encourage all people sub 110 IQ to be triple boosted. It's uh, it's a very slippery moral slope to deciding whether the state or just the mob should have authority on who can procreate and who can't. I would I would rather steer clear of that. And I know that N word. No, no, I don't want to take their ability to procreate. Yeah. Um, But uh if they were infertile, I wouldn't be super sad about it. Well, you you don't have to be sad about a damn thing in the world if you don't want to be. That's true. Kevin Flanagan's Even this abortion thing. I I think it's morally understandable to be uh, sad about that. Kevin Flanagan's ghost says Matt and I once had a beer at my house. The uh, wait, God, I can't wait till I don't have to read off Tippy Stream anymore. There was no degeneracy and no monkeypox was spread. He asked to use the shower, but I told him he couldn't because Merrick is in there and it smells bad. I promise I'll get it cleaned up for you next time. Why? Oh, oh, okay. I, that took me a second. I shouldn't have. That's a lot of hate in that heart. Uh, I forgot. Shower references are out of bounds. So moving oh, on. Draft gotcha. to the world says, so Stelter has been hosting uh reliable sources since he was in the mid since he was in his mid 20s apparently so yeah no wonder he's uh, out of touch he's a vile evil human being and the only way he'll contribute anything positive to the world is if he's an organ donor <laughs> my god but everyone's Yikes. so hostile tonight incompetent Jeez. incompetent hand says looking great blonde shout out to lana you missed the actor who played mike on breaking bad in airplane yeah uh, did i Who's Mike on Breaking Bad? Why is why am I why am I drawing a blank on that? Mike Ermintrout? Oh yeah, that oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Where he's great. He in airplane? Yeah. Uh but Robert I didn't catch him in airplane either. Where was he? Uh, but Robert Stack is awesome. Sam Harris had a a, a great uh Madeline Kahn impersonation with him talking about Trump. Flames on the side of my face. Yeah, uh th- this uh Sam Harris interview was just absolutely insane and i know people uh will say sam harris has always been like this and i i i understand i saw some outrageous quote that clearly was in jest right no he what did he say he was on a podcast uh that was released midweek and he was asked about abortion but it doesn't matter because he's an atheist no no but it is um it is a moral void that one might attribute to godlessness i don't know but he was on a show and uh, I posted my full thoughts about this yesterday. If people want to listen to that, that's why I didn't include it in tonight's stream. But um, he was on a show and he was asked 
hey, you know, you supported Trump being banned off Twitter. Uh, how do you square that with free speech principles? And he talks about that. And then the host asked, okay, uh, what about the suppression of the Hunter Biden story on Twitter? What do you think about that? And I don't have the quote in front of me. I wish I could quote it properly. But Sam Harris said, I wouldn't care if Hunter Biden had the corpses of children in his basement. It was that would be a necessary sacrifice to get Trump. So was it a conspiracy that the information was suppressed? Yes, but it was a warranted conspiracy because Trump is literally an asteroid and we have to do everything we possibly can to stop an asteroid from hitting the earth. It was what a shifty piece of shit. It was unbelievable. And is it it unbelievable? He's always been this way. I've never heard him say something this outrageous. This is the most out. And I understand he said a lot of things that are highly questionable in the past. This was the most brazen, the most out, the, the, just the most out of touch too. every time he kind of, the hosts were great because they challenged him just lightly enough. What show was he on? It's it's called trigonometry. I wasn't familiar with it until this. Um, but the hosts clearly don't agree with him. They just push back just enough to, to challenge him, but to, to keep him talking. It's not like he was being interrupted every five seconds and he was just frustrated. He was talking open-ended. He would talk himself into corners. And every time he did, I swear to God, at least four times, he said when he caught himself in a, a contradiction or a logical inconsistency, he'd say, yeah, well, Trump is an Alex Jones level, level figure for me. It's like, you can't have Alex Jones as president. Why? So if, if our systems of selecting who's president happen to select Alex Jones, then Sam Harris has the, justified moral authority to subvert the will of everybody to subvert the system itself and Sam and censor his way to political power. Uh, it, it, it really is an incredible listen. And then he, he this sort is, of, he ooh, sort he of like shit. What happened here? He sort of walked it back on Twitter a little bit, but not really. Uh, the Twitter clarification was anything, but he said nothing that I'm saying was, um, is meant to is uh, nothing I'm saying means that I would support Democrats engaging in voter fraud to stop Trump. And I don't think they did, but you just said, but why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. If you believe that voter fraud was going to stop an asteroid, which is the premise you're operating under. it, It was, you know what he did? He did exactly what Ethan Klein did, which is appeal to people on the right in a superficial way. Hmm. And then when the left, uh, regains the majority cultural narrative immediately shift back to your, your original principles and then act like you, you never did that. in the first. Yeah, place. maybe. Uh, and I know, trust me, I've received plenty of emails and I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I think that I get where people who are more critical of Sam long-term are coming from. And they say, this is not outside of character. This is exactly what he's always done. And I understand your reason for reasons for saying that maybe it's just my perspective on him has shifted, but I swear he used to be a much more honest thinker than this no, podcast. No, was. He, he used was to do insane. the Jordan Peterson thing where he would um, have all these eloquent platitudes that he would spout and he would, he would, he would somehow lull you into this sense that he was some sort of like upper tier intellectual, but he was always a, a retard. This is, uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop short of saying, here, I'm going to stop short of saying career ruining. Cause he's got a good following. I'm not saying he's done, but this is as close to career ruining as he could possibly do. I think short of, uh, getting the old Joe Manchin blackmail, uh, or something like that, you know? Um, yeah, this was, uh, this was catastrophically bad. This was just impossibly ridiculous. 
on his Hey, part. you guys, I've been saying this about Sam Harris for seven years now. <laughs> so why don't you all listen to me about Jordan Peterson live chat? Well, how dare you? One day I will uh, be proven right. You absolute son of a bitch. No way. I will. Something's going to happen where people are going to be like, that YouTube bitch forever ago was totally right about all this stuff. Although uh, the, the, the first episode on Sam Harris's show of Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson is one of the most insufferable listens of all time. And I, yeah, I say that without, Did they just jerk each other off the whole time. Oh, it was God. It was God awful. And I, I say that with um, particular respect to Jordan. I'm not trying to smear him on that. Whatever. Point. One just, fake left leaning and intellectual jerking off one fake right leaning intellectual. It's like, <laughs> I, was it like seven hours long and they were just licking each other's buttholes the whole time? I might dispute the uh, accusation of fake, but the butthole licking is accurate. <laughs> it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't licking. It was a contest. It was uh, who can sniff his own farts harder. I will be vindicated live chat. Yeah. I am the Alex Jones of YouTube. Yes. Yes. You saw it before. Uh, before it became true it was tomorrow's news today mm. all right uh we are quickly running out of time we i'm sure are not close to caught up on youtube nope uh liberty bell are you done oh yeah uh yeah 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 um liz warren you want me more if i ha if i were a man liz warren's husband no no i won't i'm having enough trouble with it as it is <laughs> yeah really um, I have one more N word F word says uh, I'm so glad you guys Googled Stelter's fat ugly wife for me. I can't imagine what <laughs> that search inject. Oh, would have done to my porn preference algorithm. <laughs> well, I I'm glad to save that for you. I know it's uh, I know it's very important. Thank you for uh, the support. Oh, wicked massle. Sam Harris shows what happens when you abandon principle in order to win. You support something even worse. Also, did you know you can watch Walt Disney testify in front of HUAC for free on YouTube? Mm, I, I did what? not know that. Is there a reason to watch that? Is that is it spicy or something? I know Walt Disney had an opinion or two. I'm interested. William S. Today in history, in 1992, U.S. Marshal shot 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 <laughs> shot a boy in the back as he was running away. Then, without any warning, an FBI sniper shot his mother in the head as she held her baby. Never forget Ruby Rich. Has it already been a year since Randy Weaver died? That can't be right. No, he he's talking about today is the uh, anniversary of the original event. Oh, Randy right. Weaver wasn't a year ago. It was inside of a year. His death. Okay, because I was thinking Randy Weaver died around the time that Ruby Ridge happened in a stroke of coincidence. Is that not? Must not happened? be correct because okay. he's saying today's the anniversary. Okay. Or someone's uh, yes, wrong here. I'm probably wrong. Um, Daniel Davis, you know that bill in Canada that will ban the sale transfer ownership of handguns this fall? Well, it turns out so many Canadians were buying before it passed that on Friday the 19th, they banned all imports. So when the stores ran out of supplies... That's it. Wow. Well, good for Canadians. You got to stock up. Yeah, I suppose. You know, you you treat your gun right. That that's a multi generational. Uh, what's the it, word? Gift. It'll it'll last a while. Of course, now yeah. Canadians are going to buy up three D printers. So good luck with that. Good. And thanks they gotta for do supporting what they've the show. Yeah. Um, I am not going to be niggardly. Stedman Wellis. One minute late start. The show has really gone downhill. Shout out to the 42, 242 crew. Yeah. What's that? Locked for oh, it's, that's my subscriber count. Locked oh, in stone locked. by Susan. Yeah. Uh, not only that's one true. minute late, but of course we had to interrupt the show due to uh, connectivity issues. But this is what's frustrating to me, as the rest of the stream has shown. It's not my connection. It's whatever damn servers. The streaming software says, would you like to use the 
automatic optimum server that we select? Why, yes, I would. Oh, great. Because that's the shittiest one. And then I have to go in and select one manually. Thank you for the automated. You know, whenever there's a tech problem, I feel compelled selection. to defend you to the audience because. I know it doesn't really matter. And I know that I know. I get it. Is it like. This is the part of the appeal. It does matter because you it, go to annoying lengths to run a professional production and we have no staff. I, yeah, exactly. Um, and I understand like we're not running a CNN show or a Fox show and that's part of the appeal. And I appreciate people way who uh, better. remind me of that. And I, yeah, I want a little rough around the edges and a little fun, but I don't want the show to be like harder to watch or to be interrupted yeah. or to have like shitty stuttering and bad connection. That's all stuff that does bother me because yeah, there's a lot of effort that goes into it and I don't like it to just be flushed down the toilet. It's, it's frustrating enough when it's your fault because you made a mistake, but when it's something completely out of your control and you did your due diligence 30 minutes before live to test the tech and then the tech decides not to participate. Yeah. It is really frustrating. Anyway, great story for me. I know you, you all. We want a smooth running show where we can just talk about some Parisian homos rimming their Italian greyhounds. Yeah, exactly. All the exactly. news that's fit to print. Searching for adventure. Uh, today I ended a cross-country road trip of which I visited many cities for the first time. Most of the reports of cities falling apart seemed exaggerated. I must say they are not. These cities are sheet holes. Mm. Store your food. Thank you for the intel. That's I true. Hope you Every time I go trip. to Spokane, I'm like, oh, what happened here? Injured guardian. Hey, y'all. Is Jose Albo okay? Last I heard, there were no charges. He has to pay money. By the way, Matt and I once made plans for country county domination, but we ran into logistical hurdles. County domination is how you win. Yeah, that's good. Uh, as far as I know, Jose Alba is perfectly fine. His wounds that he had, I think, were pretty minor. The the slash from the is knife. He okay? I think he's physically okay, and there aren't going to be charges. That's uh, that's all done now, as far as any prosecution is concerned. So that's good dime i'm pretty sure the ev credit also only applies to vehicles with certain percentage built in america yeah. i heard that currently no vehicles qualify as a result seriously i've heard that as well uh, i i left that out because i'm not sure on the specifics and i didn't want to get a little too over my head but i have read that that very few if any electric vehicles actually qualify for the fullest of their tax credits because of restrictions like this hmm. so Good luck. Aggie Jet Pilot. Hey, y'all been a while catching live, but up in your neck of the woods, Montana flying a work trip. Uh, oh, well, great show. Y'all rock. Thank have you. a good, good time uh, in our lovely state. Did we look who's back, by the way? I don't know if we. Bibi. Bibi Soros has hey, returned. My Work-away. God. I don't know. We uh, missed you, Bibi. Thank you, Bibi. It's uh, much appreciated as always. And uh, thanks for hanging out and supporting the show. We love you. Oh, You're very special. You are very special. It is so hot in here. Okay. Robin D. Banks. Now, this ain't Robin. It's one of the FBI agents who raided Mar-a-Lago. We found a very incriminating set of golf clubs, hamburger buns with nothing between a mega hat and two scoops of ice cream. Oh, the two scoops. It's over. The walls have closed in once and for all. Um, Dime says, don't worry. Brian Stelter is only 36. He'll find more work. He is only 30. Sorry. Maybe uh, I could hire Brian Stelter as a producer and some of the tech problems would be resolved. Um, knuckle hunky buck says Brian Delter is very qualified to kick in the doors, but we can assume it would always be the back door. Didn't you see his wife? Yeah. He's sticking it to that bridge troll. And since they have two kids, I assume he's putting it in her her badge. 
So <laughs> that's a safe assumption. Yeah, I would at least think. twice. Yeah. Ugh, gross. Eric Nervik. Uh, you walked into the party from your father's yacht, your head held high like you weren't a thought. You dreamed you'd be the Wyoming rep on top. You're so vain. You think the selection's about you. <laughs> I like your lyrics, but I will never sing them. Uh, I I will reserve it because I barely know the song. I, I The song rings a bell. You're I do so know it. Vain. Well, there you, you said you never would. No, I said I wouldn't sing their lyrics. Oh, their lyrics. Well, it's Eric with a K, which is also appreciated. Eric with a K is a great name and the proper Nordic spelling of Eric. That is true. Which I appreciate. Um, Life Sanders. Thanks for the content. Every Democrat would be against the inflation bill if they had to pay for it. I don't know. I think they'd still be into it. Probably. What do you mean? It saves us money. It's better yeah, totally. than free. It's it's paid for. I'm and richer because of it, aren't you? Yeah. Just <clears> wait. OTH Ridge Runner. IRS agents have have, been, have had more negligent discharges than shots fired in the line of duty. <laughs> I can probably. believe that. That's probably true. Oh, uh, wingy. We should start calling this armed wing of our tax collection agency the Waven IRSS. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Cool. Do they get the same logo with the lightning yeah, looking yeah, yeah. S's? Yeah. I like it. Uh, Robin D. Banks, blonde. I'm not into chicks. Sorry. Speaking of, when will Matt show feet? Also, why am I so optimistic? Look at all these L's they're taking this year. Um, Brian and Liz gone. Why not keep pushing because we can't? I don't think we should give up. I just am not particularly optimistic about the future. Hmm. I'm sorry. Um, we do love you, Robin. Uh, James you, Robin. Rogers. Hey, guys, it's your favorite monkeypox added Intel analyst here ready to give you all more money. I'll make this shorter than last week. So first off, I have no political affiliations. I'm only here to educate because I love you. We love you, too. Oh, well, so the you. way this will go down is that counterintelligence will have a closed door meeting to determine which documents were recovered and assess their threat to national security. Very routine. Then they'll make a statement. This case will probably be dragged all over the place because we've never dealt with former presidents and mishandling classified documents. So I have no idea of how this will end. Once they're done assessing possible damage to national security, there will be a public statement. What you want to look for is if the guy is freaked out or super chill, that'll determine their mood. Huh. I refuse to make any assessments on the political dynamics because it's not my place all i care about is my dog made it home to texas my parents will watch them while i'm stationed in japan thanks again for your hard work oh final update while executive privilege is possible anything between the president and white house belongs in the national archives not mar-a-lago because that that's the next thing news mentions well, thank you for the uh, insight and analysis, as always. And thanks for the support for the show. Appreciate it. We appreciate I am it. not going to be um, niggardly. Oh, shit. I lost my voice. Oh, Chris Gard is up next, right? Uh, hello, Truth oh, yeah. Seekers. Truth, T-R-O-O-F. I'm just about to fly to England to meet and hang out with academic agents Sargon and others at their annual event. Very excited. Cool. Saw last week someone mentioned AA's book, Populist Delusion. Read it. Well... Uh, if that's Can anyone get me in, in uh, contact with Academic Agent? I'd love to have him on my channel. Hmm. Uh, if that's the same Chris, uh, if that's the same Chris, and I believe it is, that's the uh, Susan Wiki Wiki song, man. So, thank you for your fine musical contributions to the show and have a good trip. Uh, I assume you're still in Australia, so that's a long freaking trip, if that's the case. Good luck. It is truly a contribution to the show, isn't it? Uh, yeah, all the he did the the music that I do that I use for my solo videos after the original music was taken away by <laughs> by the friend who said he can't allow me to use it in good conscience anymore. 
So and <laughs> and douche. frankly, people like Chris's music better. So better, that's fine. Yeah. That's totally Hillbilly cool. Hillbilly Deluxe. If Trump out. wins the motion, that would be a severe black eye for the FBI, but also that anything collected cannot be used as evidence against him. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see where that goes. I'd be shocked if that you don't have to take I'll always qualify my legal opinions. My courtroom understanding is next to none, but I just, it's hard for me to see the judge without some significant new information presented to him saying, Oh yeah, that uh, warrant I issued, that was bullshit. Yeah. Or like I said, the only thing that could come out is maybe they went way beyond the scope of the warrant, but the problem, I shouldn't say the problem. My observation of the warrant, as we discussed, is it is very, very broad. Mm -hmm. So, for them to be outside of the scope of the By warrant, design. they'd have to be like in someone else's private area or going they'd have through to be sniffing Melania's underwear, which I don't well, have. But the warrant said anywhere Trump hangs out is fair. He probably hangs out next to Melania's underwear. I think that's a safe bet. Gross. Um, Matty, go. You're right, Blonde. I actually get more annoyed with fools that use the red pill crap. Not saying bend over and quit, but we got to live in reality. Stop looking for the illusion of GOP mega voting to save us. I'm with you, but like, I love legal man. I don't want to look like I'm criticizing legal man, but I've been listening to him lately. And I'm like, I I understand that there might not be a solution to any of this, but what, what do we, what do we, what do we do? You know, like uh, there's, there's no solution. Like I'm not just going to, I'm not going to roll over and be like, all right, well, <laughs> I know I'm not just going to be like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start drinking again or something like what's the, what yeah. do we do? What do we do? Uh, it's not what, a rhetorical question. Seriously. Uh, well, we uh, that's the recurring uh, theme of the show. Um, if you ask me what, what I think we should do, uh, I think that you have to make all politics as local as possible. You have to take very seriously who you put in your state legislatures and you have to tell them that they need to go to their to your state legislatures with the intent of securing power back in the states. To me, I think that means signing under the Convention of States. That's the political option. I, I But don't, how do I satisfy my bloodlust? Well, I don't think I think you focus on what matters most, which is the home, and you concentrate on ways to protect that. I would also say become as friendly uh, with. It sucks that you can't even advocate for like local organizing, yeah. friendly organizing with neighbors to be self-sufficient and able to defend yourself because even that's militia that, formation. That's, and you're going to get fed it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I think that's an extension of keeping all these politics as local as possible. I do believe I, I agree. I know Maddie, uh, as you chat all the time. So I know that you would push back on many ideas I offer, um, but I certainly would agree with you that. Thinking that the solution is sending the right people to D.C. is is a long gone proposition. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. So but focus. embracing hopelessness is never really the solution. Right. I mean, I want people to be hopeless in our institutions, but I want them to be uh, positive and fulfilled within their family lives and yeah, exactly. within their community building. Maybe I just answered my own question. That's terroristic. Uh, yeah. We are past the bottom of the hour. You got time? It's fine. I'm just going to, um, All right. I, I've got a really rank swap at, swamp ass situation going on. I'm just going to sit in my leather chair. It's All 95 right. degrees up here. Chris Gard, how oh, you just read that? Um, Hillbilly Deluxe. Did I just read this? Yeah. We're up on uh, Magnus, right? Cause we just oh, read Matteo. Ah, ah, okay. Magnus Borson. It's been a little while since I watched you two. Blonde was a little more extreme than I was willing to be at the time. I've since come around. <laughs> The system is corrupt, and I'm afraid there's not any saving it. God, just winning See, everything. See, I'm over. a visionary. 
Yeah. Uh, Walter Mellon. In the FBI's defense, at least the Mar-a-Lago raid went better than Waco. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's a, it's a big improvement. That's a fair point. Person, person. For fuck's sake, if you want to call it a judge-approved fishing trip, then it's not a TNF, a pitchfork mob, or head pikes. It's citizenry-approved punishment. We do need some citizenry-approved punishment. like it. Yeah, that's, yep. that's fair. John. Speaking of effed up, effed up schools, a high school in Australia is affirming a 13-year-old self-identifying as a cat. <laughs> Who needs funny farms when you have today's schooling system? At least they're being logically consistent. That's true. Yeah. Colton Regan, Regal. Just wanted to apologize for drunkenly gushing last week. To make it up to you, I'm telling you that a man local to my area ran for circuit court clerk under the name Richard Rash. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much for consoling Really? Me. Dick Rash? It's okay. Uh, Did he it's win? Okay. I hope so. Uh, all the best in your uh, personal endeavors, Colton. Tyler Davis. Matt and I once made love. He played with my monkey. I grabbed his pox. Now our blisters are proof of a simian encounter. Keep up the good work. You guys are my favorite Sunday evening activity. You're homo. You're acting queer. Tyler Davis. Thank homo. you. Homo. Irish Nat. Why are we still going on with this public school euphemism? We all need to start referring to them as government schools, which is what they are, and public label just softens the language. Exactly. That's fair. It. That's that is what they are. I can't argue that it's an incorrect title. Um, General Grievance. PT Washington Pedo. Does this mean something? Trying to try. What does that mean? Uh, Washington pedo trans stopped by Julie Jamin at the pool, but this 80 year old was kicked out of YMCA for defending little girls. Trans activist hacked senior woman at press conference. Hate crime. Oh, they must've gone after the old lady. They did. I saw that. Um, you can't say trans with a Z in the probably not. Yeah, probably not. Um, Jason takes, Says, favorite Seamus quote, if God doesn't smite us, he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Corey D. Been a while since I've contributed some shekels. Keep up the great work. True romance review win. Um, I hated that movie. I've never seen it, but if it comes oh, out. No, I always confuse it with natural born killers. Oh. I don't think I've seen true romance. Yeah, I've never seen it. I, I don't know. But We've if it comes up, in the, comes up in the process, I will, of course, review it. Uh, and thank you for uh, supporting the show. Appreciate it. Knuckle hunky buck. I avoid I monkey pox by shooting gunky shots in the skunky box or junky socks. Never the funky buttocks of hunky jocks. <laughs> As Dr. Fauci warns, you got to watch out for the buttocks. Really? It's uh, I love knuckle hunky buck so much more than I love anybody else in our audience. He's very clever. You can't pick favorites. He's my favorite. Oh, I don't right. know what to tell you here. I do really like Matty O. Um, Matty O. Hey. Blonde reminds Mr. Taylor, remember Mr. Taylor telling you 1960, 92% of citizens trusted our government. Imagine that. Lol, you're right. We've got the leaders we deserve. Blame your fellow countrymen for giving them the power in the first place. Yes. Well, I wouldn't call a bunch of immigrants that I have nothing in common with my countrymen, but I blame people for for allowing that to happen to the Mm. country. I blame I blame my former countrymen for allowing that to happen to the country. Uh, TNT cycles PDX. Today I became a grandpa, but I'm an extremist, so I can't take part in the child's life. Any lawyers out here? Oh boy! What a nightmare. Um, anybody that can shoot him an email. TNT cycles PDX. Um, uh, Isaac Bulls. Congratulations, and I don't, I don't have a lot of um. I, I can't really make legal referrals as a formal matter. I can't give legal advice, obviously. Um, but other people can though. If there's somebody out there who hears this and is interested in offering legal advice to a grandpa who apparently has been exiled from his family over political views, if I gather 
if I understand correctly. Um, go ahead and send me an email. And perhaps I can link you guys up. Yep. Um, Isaac Bold says, Brett and Taryn did nothing wrong. <laughs> a few mistakes here and there, I would say. Yeah, but all in all, his heart was in the right place. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I'm more of a fan of James Fields, but I hear where you're coming from. Um, Speaking of, did you see that Dodge is retiring the Charger? Because of James Fields? I think it's because they're they're retiring a bunch of muscle cars in favor of electric cars. So get your Fields mobile while you still can. That car? They're going away. Iconic. (laughs) Iconic. Um, X Tacy. Clue is the best cult movie. Blonde doesn't get it and apparently never played the board game as a kid. Madeline Kahn, you blasphemer. I did play the board game as a kid. I don't know. And it's it's not just the slapstick thing because I loved Airplane. I just, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe he's right. I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Matteo, have you guys noticed this gaslighting in mainstream media? Of any right winger, he uses the word evil or satanic. The devil's biggest trick is to convince us he doesn't exist. The OF... The of satire of those pigs is evil. The- uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I don't know what OF stands for in that case, but it's again, I, um, it's the idea would be a satanic person convincing you he or she is not in fact satanic. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, the devil really does exploit weaknesses of people and culture. So this tranny thing, exploiting our vulnerability, it's it's very clever. Very clever. Great job, Lucifer. A, You're really crushing I, well, it. Well, this is, you know, there's always going to be a struggle against good and evil. Um, yeah. And uh, defying this stuff and abortion in the culture, this is this is our, our ordained, our God-given task in our life, even if we continue to lose every day. That's a white pill, right? Um, yeah, sure. Colton I'm Real, glad you found one in that in that segment somehow. <laughs> there you go. I mean, look at what happened to Job, and I'm like, ooh, I'm tired. So, you know, I need to just find my balls and just fighting spirit renewed fighting, uh, I guess, whatever, I'm whatever <laughs> ass sweat. I'm so tired. Now. Yeah. Uh, Colton Regal forgot to say, if I ever make it on the call in show and you're willing to put up with it, I'll play a racist tune or three on the fiddle. Wow. You can say whatever you want on the call in show. I'll tell you, tell you what, um, if you want to send me a, a recording, if you can keep it to like a minute about that, I will play it during the email question segment if you'd like. If you're able just to pre-record one, send it my way. Okay. Slasher, food shortages look like they're going to be bad for a few years. Be sure to stock up everyone. I think famine talk will start to get the Mama Susan treatment in a few months. Okay, so I'm not that worried about this famine thing because there's nothing that mobilizes a population towards organization like um, a reduction in in necessities. Hunger will do it. And hunger, hunger will, will create war. Oh, yeah. You want to see um, legitimate organization of militia formation. Wait until people's kids start starving because then they're not like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get arrested or whatever. They're yeah. like, oh, I guess we have to, you know, murk a bunch of people. There's um, the actual asteroid, Sam Harris. Get ready. Yeah, really. Um, AP in a world full of pain, lies, hoax, hate, propaganda. Brian Stelzer's. I want to send some positivity. I love you guys. Love tuning in every week. Keep up the amazing work. We love you, too. Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind. Appreciate it. Thanks for uh, keeping the show operational. Matty, oh, you're right, Blonde. It's incredibly unhealthy to watch the daily news. It's almost a sick addiction or a car crash we can't look away from. But I also know the powers that be rely on our ignorance. So I'm torn. That is a good point. And if you are um, complacent, like something that has happened since I've stopped watching the news, I've started to go back to this... um, like obsession with living in a city in my mind. Uh, 
I'm not like totally happy with with living where I am now because I've stopped feeling that external pressure that society's about to collapse. Hmm. Uh, and so now I'm like, I want to live in this city. I'm bored. There are no good restaurants here. And it's because I'm not reading the news. It's that Uzbek rice and meat. Uh, never forget. You'll miss Gotta it. Gotta have the Uzbek rice and meat. Yeah. Um, donate 2K Blonde last week you were bemoaning your legacy tonight you answered your own unhappy question you will be vindicated over both Sam Harris and Jordan Peterson generations will sing of your sagacity <laughs> wow you will if become... that is my le- legacy that is yeah. so depressing well uh, you gotta have a legacy at least it would be a legacy a legacy of uh, soothsaying I suppose I don't want my legacy to be connected to Jordan Peterson. That's rich in irony after all I've said about him. Donate okay. 2K. I just read that. I'm done Maddie fighting up. back. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm thoroughly defeated tonight. I, me too, man. Guys, I love you. You're very special. You're my bi-weekly hope in a sea of darkness. Blonde evil will lose in the end, and you're still gorgeous. So did you like country music back in the 2000s in your high school days or never a fan? Sometimes, right now, I put that country music station on, and they are still playing the hits of 2006 when wow. I was a senior in high school. Um, I skipped my senior year. So 2005 when I was a junior in high school. They, they, they still do. Do you ever turn country music on? It's like the Not same Not a big country thing. guy. No, so. Me neither. Um, let's see. Esoterica Unbound. Blonde speaks of the platitudes of the worldwide nihilist. No institution is worth defending. Then I said no government institution. Government institution, to be fair. Then right. acts butthurt when a couple hell bitches disgustingly denigrate motherhood. Pick a lane, woman. Okay, <laughs> what kind of retard listener thinks that I was talking about any family-oriented institution? Yeah, with what I said. Yeah, idiot. I obviously <laughs> was talking about government structures, right? Uh, I... Yeah, I mean, I took your point. I mean, government institution, or I suppose maybe just public institutions of all sorts, but I didn't take it to mean family. Um, people, yeah, of course not. It's motherhood and family, and nuclear family might be the only institution worth upholding. Thank and you, you Mister Unbound. Ones. Yeah, I'm just ribbing you because <laughs> I have a fragile ego. That's yeah. really what this is about. Joe says, "I'm not gay. I just like packing fudge." My favorite thing I've heard in the show was drag your kids to pride more like drag the tranny he must have okay. more like drag uh, a tranny behind my truck i think about it often <laughs> did, did i say that <laughs> why are you gay um you yeah gay? i remember that and that that episode was, that monetized. Show got monetized. It was monetized yeah i remember that uh, okay um majorison says what do we do what do we do do we have a good b- uh, bug Wait, wait. Bug, bug putt put? bag? Bug I don't know that bag? reference. I don't know either. Hmm. You stumped me, Majorison. Brom39. Expect more of a Soviet-style collapse without becoming multiple countries. Instead, power goes back to the states where it belongs. That right. might be the absolute best thing that could happen. I think it's the only hope for political resolution. It's just to have the states uh, take take as much power back as they can and then tell the federal government, uh, fuck off. And if you want to fight about it, you're going to have to come over and start a fight about it. And perhaps they will. But uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I have no faith in even the, the most well-intentioned people going to Washington, D.C. and successfully getting power surrendered back to the states and localities yeah. through that method. It's just not going to happen. 
Um, I think we're good. All right. Yeah, I think we are all set. Uh, looks like we're good on Tippy Stream. And of course, thank you guys over on DLive as Did well. Did he mean bug out bag and we couldn't figure that out? It, uh, I can go back and look. It, uh, it, we're like bug putt bag. It was just a oh, typo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he clearly meant bug out bag. There's a P there and it's not obvious that that's supposed to be an O. But yeah, thank you to the chat. Bug out bag. Do you have a good to bug out To be fair, it's, it's one. He put yeah. it as one word. Yeah, yeah. So There's bug, no excuse. bug out bag, you know, meaning what you take in a sort of apocalyptic situation. You got to go hide in the woods because of the, the federal takeover is upon us. Um, I do have a bug out bag. Do you? I, I have some supplies. Of course, uh, number one rule of prepping is you don't discuss your preps, even though I don't really consider myself a prepper. But uh, but, you know, I, I have enough stuff in uh, in place that I feel like I could respond to an emergency effectively. That said, you never feel like you have enough. So I don't feel like I'm going to go. um, You ever watch alone on Netflix where they have to just go out in the woods and survive. It's just a contest of living in the woods with nothing. And whoever lasts the longest wins and they win like half a million dollars. I'm not sure I would last a million dollars. Not sure I would last like two months like they do on alone, but I could last minutes of that. I'd be like, I'm out of here. (laughs) I could last. uh, I would like to think I could last weeks if I had to, but that would certainly be a test. All right. Uh, thank I'm going to go take a cold shower. Right thank now. you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Sorry about the technical issues as always, but I appreciate your patience with those. And uh, I guess I'll test the proper servers better before the show next time. Appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening later on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Appreciate you. And um, if you'd like more to listen to, you can't get enough. Head on over to the audio platforms of the show. You can find them linked in the description and over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. Look for the podcast page. Lots more show material there. Stuff you may not find on YouTube on the audio platforms. Speaking of the site, you want to find anything show related, head on over to the website, mattchristensenmedia.com. We have everything over there. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It is the Matt and Blonde Show. Speeding the beta. Barely holding it together. As always. <laughs> See you again.